simple as it? Like somebody like question box. Um. So, uh, <laughs> so like I want to say, Johnny, it's a straightforward answer. <laughs> yes or no, and then you can explain. <clears throat> half and half. Okay. Sure. That was so non-committal. I mean, you know, like we got two questions from Sean Levesque. We got two from Bryce Smith. We got like four from Dave Ramirez. Okay. Stuff like that. That's cool. Okay. Are they all relevant to like the anniversary episode? They're questions that they want to know. Okay. Like not All really right. relevant to episode 100. Uh, like, All right. You know, Sean. Well, it's like, okay. You can ask the questions, yeah. and then and then they, any any yeah. of the other risk can decide whether or not it's relevant. We can drop. Yeah, the we gavel. can be like, no, nah, that sucks, Dave. <laughs> Sorry. Or, yeah. Or answer it quick. Or, or answer, answer it. Long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can answer it quick. Because there'll be there'll be good questions and there'll be not so yeah, good yeah, questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I basically have Ian and Heather. Yeah. Okay. I've so, got Tom from. I Canada. mean, we can nice. we can round robin if you want. Okay. And just. Do you have any too? Or? Oh, no, I mean I have my own, but yeah. you guys have so many that I don't. Uh, I it's mean fine. they're gonna go quickly, yeah, so it's throw like it in a, there. If you want. Yeah. Okay, I can if you want me to. Yeah, please. Blake, do you have any this week um, either? Because I like the idea of. Uh, Hey, let's answer your questions for episode well, 100. I think that's why don't. I asked, like, hey, send us your yeah. questions. No, my, <laughs> question is, well, yes or no, yeah. my questions yeah, don't pertain to the 100th episode. Oh, so. like, it doesn't have to. Yeah. Like, most of them don't, if maybe even all of them don't. So Blake has one, too. Aaron has one. So, yeah, this, this will be a good segment. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <coughs> Jesus. Oh, what? Pen? Um... Um, yeah, so whenever you guys are ready, we're good to go. Hey, now, you're an all-star. <laughs> you know, that's Johnny, shut up. We're <laughs> trying to start the show. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Aaron Candelario. Roger May. Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matt Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Episode 100. Episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Um, Apparently not a lot. Yeah. No, nope. that's yeah, yeah. That's what we had prepared. Yeah. We hey guys, so. we don't even have balloons. Just imagine stuff. the confetti and balloons. But Aaron brought brownies. So uh, if this is your first time listening to the show. We are a review slash spoilery podcast. We typically review a DC book, a Marvel book, and an indie book this week. To the or uh, normally this week that kind of got changed up. We're going to be doing two Marvels just because there wasn't a whole heck of a lot of indie that was. <laughs> Interesting to read. Uh, we're gonna do. We typically do a graphic novel review. Uh, we are gonna play some trivia so that you guys can win some stuff. And to get things going, we're gonna do some news, and then we're gonna answer a whole heck of a lot of questions because we asked for questions, and you guys decided to just question bomb us this week, which yes, is kind of uh, awesome. Yeah, no, that's it. Works out great because we dropped the ball on our hundredth episode, but the listeners didn't. So. To be well, fair, uh, life is crazy right now. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So, anyway, Johnny. Yo. Oh, wait. Before we go any further, uh, if you guys, if you want to get the episode uh, early yeah, instead of waiting, because we record on Fridays now. We release on Mondays. If you want them Friday night. If you want them Friday night, along with Multiversity University, you can sign up at patreon.com uh, slash Podcast. Uh, I believe one dollar gets you the just the, the show episode yep. early. Yep. Three dollars gets you the show early, 
and the entire slew of Multiversity University with Larry that we we record. Um, yeah, we're dro- and we're, and we're dropping, dropping a huge like eight, eight episodes. Eight episodes yeah. this time. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's, the, it's the only way to binge it. I know. So all of you like little Netflixers that can't stand to, to <laughs> them, wait. The millennials, man. Yeah. And all the past ones that uh, I think Bryce wrote in about are up. There you I go, think, Bryce. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yes, patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast, $1 episode early, $3 episode plus Multiversity University. So go, go. go do it now. Just yeah. hit pause. Go do yeah. it now. We'll wait. And then uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be here. We'll pick yeah. back up. For a good cause. So, Johnny. Yes. Tell us quickly the news so that we can get to all of the freaking hundred questions that we have. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, we have uh, three pieces of news today. Uh, starting with 2000 AD is doing a competition every four months. Uh, to find new artists, uh, which is really cool. You can uh, go to the 2000 AD website to submit artwork for all of you aspiring artists out there. That's um, the British company that does Judge Dredd, right? Right, right. So right now they're doing themes every four months, and the obviously the first theme is Judge Dredd. Cool. So, yeah, go check that <laughs> stuff out on their website uh, if you want to be you know, discovered. You know who would do a boss Judge Dredd? Chris, Chris Johnson. Johnson. Man. He, hasn't he done a headshot? I think he has. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Yeah. 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 Can I just say how awesome his art is? Did you see? Did you see the? He it was. It must have been a commission cover for somebody, but it was a Cap and Bucky, black and white. He posted Uh, with red. With it was the it was black and white and then red certain spots on it and it just were they like, embracing in kiss no oh. it's not the badass. johnny like <laughs> fan fiction version it's the real version <laughs> okay that's fine cool, yeah uh, just as an aside i was talking to chris a couple days ago and for uh for free comic book day um earth 2 had brian k bond oh, down there nice and he ended up having what turned out to be a really great just conversation with with Brian yeah. and or BKP or yeah. whatever you want. the notorious Mister Mister Vaughn yeah <laughs> but uh, he was like um, Vaughn was like hey yeah you know what let's go get some beers next week and we'll talk about stuff Shut can up, man. no seriously and I was like I was like are you kidding me dude I mean that's like that's, that's like the ticket that's, right there that's crazy did, did he see his art. Yeah. Oh man. So I mean, yeah. he likes it because he. Least, I mean, yeah. uh, Chris had showed him his portfolio. So, I, can you can you imagine Dude. what a what what a goldmine that would be if yeah. if he could do do any any manner of project with him? That you know, would, one that shot. would that would, be that cool. would catapult him right. Or out even there. if just as a, just you know as as a guy. I mean, he's already gotten into the industry. I mean, yeah. with his, he's still yeah, doing a lot of work with right? with IDW. Yeah. yeah. But um, just to get just to get Vaughn's insight into you know getting more work in the industry and you know on his art and stuff like that that's that's cool so yeah. i man i was so happy for him yeah cool. he needs that's to so come awesome. back and tell us about that he was supposed yeah. to but yeah. we had to like do an emergency yeah. fill-in yeah, yeah he's he on uh, ninja turtles and star, star trek, trek right? yeah yeah, yeah. Both killer that's cool johnny Yes. Um, so next is uh, DC's critically acclaimed young animal imprint is going to uh, be go in- away. Uh, yes, be ending okay. in August. Thank um, God. <laughs> I know you hated it, right? It's so uh, stupid. <laughs> A lot of people liked it. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people is like five for you, Johnny. <laughs> no, no, well, no, 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 no. I mean, it literally says critically acclaimed, so I it, guess. Yeah, critically acclaimed, acclaimed uh-huh. means garbage most of the time. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, yeah, I mean, it doesn't translate right. to 
uh, mass appeal. No, I get it. Um, but uh, apparently it's only ending in August uh, to take a break. Uh, Doom Patrol Crap. is going to come back, and then Young Animal is going to come back uh, with new books. Okay. Well. So the this mm. current iteration of Young Animal is ending in okay. August. Okay. It's so not canceled or anything. It's going to become an old animal, so they have to start it over. It's a reboot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Younger animal. I, I was hoping they were going to put that animal down. <laughs> Jesus. <All right. laughs> Keep going. Uh, and then the last bit of news: um, all DC Universe ongoing titles set to three ninety nine. Um, Are they going monthly? No. Oh. So, uh, this started with um, Flash and Wonder Woman a couple of days ago, um, but it's like all of the DC's titles except for the New Age of DC Heroes and oh. the Kid titles. What are the kid titles? Uh, the kid titles are like superhero girls and stuff like oh, that. that. That's little not little kid titles, okay. right? Um, that that's not being affected uh, by this change, but um, that's gonna that's gonna hurt their numbers. Because, yeah, uh, bi monthly books at three ninety nine. People are you know yeah, especially yeah. if like Bendis is is <laughs> on the tagline. That, well, that was one of the main. Well, those are both going monthly, right? So are they? right, okay. right here a is a lot of um, books are going. A lot of books are going Wonder monthly. Woman. Uh, this is only a few. Wonder Woman, Flash, Batman, uh, Suicide Squad, Detective Comics, Green Lanterns, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corp, uh, ha- Harley Quinn, and Injustice. Uh, let's see. Well, that was like one of the main one-ups they had on Marvel yeah. was their price point. And Superman and Action Comics are also three ninety-nine. Okay. Um, but those are going monthly. But yeah, so this. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the books are going are leaving the bi-monthly shipping schedule. Well, makes sense. Superman and Action Comics is the other ones are staying, but uh, every two weeks. I heard a rumor that they're going to be there's going to be a couple more titles that are going to be going monthly again. I can only imagine. I can't remember where I read that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure the Justice of the new Justice Leagues are going to be monthly. Yeah. Well, I think Justice League, the Scott Snyder one, that's going to be bi-monthly because they have Jorge Jimenez and Chung. Okay. Uh, trading off, but the other two for sure because they just have singular artists. Sure. Yeah. yeah okay. So. Um, but yeah, that's some you know some bad news after the uh, uh, the digital codes being removed last week. <laughs> um, you know that's very important. Well, they are a business; they got to make money. It makes sense. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. It just sucks that they raise the prices and they take that away, though. Right. Yeah. Like they keep them at every two weeks. They take away the digital codes and they raise the price. It's just like, yeah. okay, well, at least you could have spread them out between months. You know, not just right. do it all in one go. Now it just makes it look a little bit worse. No. Um, but okay. you know, it'll be okay. Uh, hopefully, yeah. there's not too much of a drop off. Sorry. What's up? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm I'm screaming my head. It's like, well, they gotta pay Bendis. No. <laughs> I heard I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna repeat everything I heard, uh-huh. but I heard that they did not uh contract with Jonathan Hickman because they couldn't afford it after bringing Bendis on. God dang it. Okay. <laughs> I hate that. That's man. all I'm gonna say. Jeez. I, hate I don't that man. and that's hearsay. Leave yeah. leave it at that. It's hearsay. Yeah. It's you know, but that it makes me angry. If that is true, I will find that we'll bald talk, we'll SOB. Talk, uh, hey man, we'll what talk, if the book's good? If the book's back. good, we'll then, talk more after the show. Yeah, then it better be. It yeah, better I be. was uh, I was here for that. All right. Uh, anyway, reveal. yeah, I know it's crazy. Dang. All right. So, moving on. Right. You want to go? Questions? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we'll do the first question from uh, Heather. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, Heather wants to know um, what has been our favorite moment or guest, if we want to 
<laughs> mention that um, in in the past 100 episodes. Uh, and if we're brave enough, what has been our least favorite moment or guest? <laughs> um, just I'll let you guys think about that for a second. She says her favorite moment was when the homeless guy crashed our episode, <laughs> <laughs> which was that was that was definitely a WTF. Yeah. Like, oh, I left the door unlocked. <laughs> How are you doing? Was you she, got, was she you got any water? Yeah. Uh, was she here for that? Yeah. Oh, well, okay, because we edited that apparently. out, right? Yeah. Um, a little bit. And, and she goes, her favorite, you know, that, that competes with uh, her other favorite moments, schooling us on Harley Quinn. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And she regrets probably the time she was not ready to talk about Screaming Citadel, <laughs> which is funny because it was a year. That was a, it, it, she sent me another. She got one of those hey one year ago today on facebook time hop stuff yeah Yeah. it was she put a post about not being ready to talk about screaming citadel this is the one year anniversary of her being ill prepared to talk about screaming (laughs) citadel and we're doing the graphic novel tonight oh and screaming citadel heather makes you feel any better i'm (laughs) ill prepared to talk about screaming (laughs) citadel somebody is so yeah what, what comes around goes around all right Matt, so your favorite moment? It wasn't on an episode, but it was on a special we did with Ray and Chris. I think I learned more in that one episode from them than about I the industry about and the stuff. Industry yeah, and just how comics are made than I have doing all the research I've done and looking up stuff. Like, is that on our YouTube channel? Yeah, it is. It is, and I, w- I would encourage if any of you guys haven't, especially the newer guys, haven't gone to to uh, look at you know some of the YouTube specials that that we've done. Check that out with Ray Height and Chris Johnson. Plus, you get to see our yeah. ugly mugs. That was yeah. That was that a was great, awesome, informational episode. It really was. I couldn't be there. It was a good one. Yeah. that's why it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. just listening to them talking, all like just the knowledge they have. It was, it was great. Is that it? Anyone else have a moment? John oh, favorite. right, moments. Um, I liked episode 50, uh, which is when we had the live party. audience party type of thing. And, you know, they had questions for us. And, um, yeah, that was um, – I like that episode. That was fun. That yeah. was fun. I like every episode. This is this is somewhat therapeutic for me after a long week. Oh, what a cop know. out! No, no, it's a I'm good just kidding. <laughs> they all so mean the I get same. To, I get to I get to come in and no, decompress, and and even if I'm ill prepared, it's still fun to come and talk about a medium that I love. Right. So, I mean, that's I mean, it's you I know, mean, I I don't have a least favorite guest. I don't yeah. have a least favorite episode. I don't. I've have, always I've you know, always enjoyed sitting down and and as much as you know, I give everybody like a hard time, like. You know, I enjoy the conversation. So, I mean, I did love 50 because 50 was kind of like a big party and and we had like, you know, the live questions and all of that. But I love every episode. I mean, it's tough to I mean, there's definitely some rough episodes, you know, um, you know, just because of things that are outside of, you know, your control or you have a bad day and you're trying to get through the episode or whatever. But, you you know, you learn from it and you make a better episode the next time. So definitely. um, Yeah. Aaron? Yeah, as a guest, I have a couple of cool moments. I love Multiversity University. <laughs> I think that's a super cool thing that you guys put into the show. Nice. It gives it, you know, it informs me a lot about. I will say real quick that I do love when every time Larry's on because I <laughs> oh, learn yeah. something every time yeah, Larry's on. It's super on. cool. <laughs> so it's like you have a favorite guest. It's like you're taking a crash course for free. Yeah. It's super cool and nerdy. Comics history 101. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Well, I mean, yeah. how long were we asking Larry to like 
somehow be a part of the show in in a more permanent fashion like yeah. as opposed to, to just months. as opposed to just being a guest yeah. um you know in here and we kept trying to figure that out and then Larry finally kind of like what he came to you and was like hey you know I was thinking of maybe this yeah, or something you got, if you guys want to do it I'm down and I'm like really yes, yes. okay you know, it was it was it was really kind of organic. It was something that he, you know, I, we probably, we probably talked about it enough on you know the regular episodes that he was like, I would like this too. I think I'll tell yeah. them. Yeah, um, he's so and good it, at it. It was such a great addition. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he has a knack for it for sure. Yeah. I do have one more thing. Um, as a guest, you know, listening to the show weekly, I have a favorite guest that you guys have had on. Who's that? And his name is Brandon. He was on episode... Oh, the Shazam. Brandon Shazam, Shazam yeah. yeah. I love... Uh, the first time he's on and he's your favorite oh guest Oh, my now? gosh, yeah. <laughs> because it was, it was just so cool because he loves Shazam so much and you can just hear it in his voice and it was just yeah. super Dude, it was inspiring was wild how much he knew. Yeah, yeah, it was super fun. I loved it. He is to Shazam what I am to Superman. No, like, I could understand, like, people knowing that much about Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, but it's just, like, Shazam. It's just, like, whoa. Hey, everyone has their favorite hero right yeah, that's true. right brandon and, you're and, my hero <laughs> yeah and, and brandon is one of those guys who is uh relentlessly positive you know i mean he's, he's such a good dude indeed um, i told him he needs to come back yeah so. oh he will we're going to be doing sign up starting in a couple of weeks so nice uh brandon if you're listening or i'll just let you know next time you're in the shop and then I, i'd probably be remiss if i didn't say i love every time that we have uh, Blaine on because it's been so long because mm. we started the show with Blaine. Yes. Yeah, he was on the yes. first 10, 15 episodes. Yeah. And, then, and then obviously yeah. Blake. Shout out to Blake. Who? Who's on? You're going to try to make him cry. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So. Right on. Oh, yeah, you've been on the show a couple of times. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, Johnny, go. Uh, Robin it. Sure. Um, let's see. So it's. This is from Dave Ramirez. It says, when it comes to stories, do you prefer a story that is uh, all action, no holds bar, or a series that builds new character development or humanizes a hero? Both. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes I just want metal. Yeah. You know? And other times <laughs> I want a. black money murders. Yeah, Freaking A. Yeah. Like that's, uh, or that, East of West. That is two ends you know? of the that spectrum yeah. right there because yeah. Jonathan Hickman knows how to do a slow burn. Or even yeah. like a Rick Remender. He can write both. Too, right. Yeah. Right? <sighs> <laughs> Did you read uh, Death or Glory yet? No, no, oh, I have like seven, oh, to, seven to Eternity. Good Whoa, lord, yeah, good stuff. I like both. Yeah, yeah. You're, you guys are yeah, right. Well, I like it, my it, it, nail biters. On, my Little Pony. Um, who's writing it? Yeah, it depends on the in writer. the same day, right? In the same, in the same day. book. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this My Little Pony comic is too happy. Let me get. You're some. a man of extremes, yep. dude. I nail had a guy in the shop today. Yeah, um, uh, young man uh, in special needs and. He, I think he's under the impression that we have a lot of pull in the comics industry. Ah, so he, he Roger, you he do. started a conversation with yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, started up a conversation with me about how they really need to do a My Little Pony horror crossover, <laughs> oh. and that I need to try and help make that happen. Okay, are you sure it wasn't Johnny in like a trench coat? <laughs> that's and, right. Like, that's he was, the, the, the Groucho the, eyes the and nose, nose, like yeah. and coming in nice. like. Roger, make like, a, um, like I hate Fairyland, My Little Pony crossover. And I, uh, <laughs> no, that's real messed no, up. Like Jason Voorhees. Oh, and, oh, geez. And I was just like. Versus Rainbow Dash. I'm like, you know, <laughs> where is this coming from, dude? Don't so, worry. 
Don't um, worry, stranger. I'll write that for you. No, that's yeah. messed up. So yeah, no. um, anyway, I, wa- I have one from Sean Levesque. Uh, What's up, Sean? Yeah. So, Shoot. question number one. That's fine. <laughs> this is just do it. Hang on. Fun, fun story here. Yeah. Like every so often, I forget that I host this show, yeah. and I get these follows on Instagram or Twitter. And I'm like, <laughs> who's this? And, and most of the time now, I'm checking my 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 stuff at like four in the morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I this morning, I'm like looking at my phone, and it says it gives me an alert like someone followed you, and I'm like, Sean Levesque. Who's this guy? Yeah, like in the back of my head. Well, I, and your your sheriff's training is kicking in. Yeah, like. and so now I'm like, now I'm like, who's this dirtbag? What do they want with me? No, same and, thing, dude. And like, I keep forgetting, like, oh yeah, I put that out, like, no. so people can like send me questions and things. So no offense, Sean, I was no. like totally like, who got, are you at first at four? I got that exact thing uh, from Sean on Instagram, and I was like. This guy has no post. Who is this creeper? Why is he yeah. doing this? No, and I'm like, oh, okay, I I remember that it was no. Sean. It's like, oh, and then the realization he's one of the fam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, seriously, it took too. me like ten seconds to realize like this guy writes in all the time. Duh. Like so. I haven't had Sean add me anything, but like I get random people sometimes, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I put that out on the podcast. I should probably <laughs> add these people yeah. just because I tell them yeah. to. <laughs> uh, Sean asks. Uh, thank you for writing in, Sean. Um, I think comics are amazing. I love going. Yes, I love going to my local comic shop every Wednesday to pick up my books. That being said, why is DC and Marvel releasing so many books at once? Who can afford to buy everything? Mm. We've all been there where we had to make difficult cuts to our pull list for budget reasons. Would it not be better to space them out a bit? What's the point of releasing, for example, a Black Widow series? Uh, if you're just going to overshadow it by releasing a new Spider-Man, Avengers, X-Men, or whatever new event, don't they want all their books to sell well? Hmm. Um, that is uh, sorry, this became a rant more than a question. Keep up the good work, guys. Best podcast. That is a question that we've addressed it's a timeless question, several dude. times. Yeah. I don't think there is an answer for that either. Really. Well, Rogers had many an epic rant yeah. on that very thing, Sean. So um, I think, well, like it's it's to I overflow think, the market a little bit. I think you know? uh, if you want the like all the golden answers, you need to go back through the feed mm. <laughs> and find find some of some of those epic rants. But I I think the short condensed version is is you know that's they try to hit everything right, yeah. and they can kind of at least more than the indie publishers they can afford to do that more yeah. you know because like hey let's throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks exactly. you know yeah I mean they're trying to uh, who knew Domino was gonna sell eighty nine thousand copies. Because Deadpool Did 2 is they? coming out. Well, that and Gail Simone's <laughs> right. really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, because comic shops ordered that much. I mean, I think <laughs> right. it, it, that, that's a safe it's a safe bet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I just think I think it's it's symptomatic of, of what the, the, you know, a problem that the industry created for themselves where they start, you know, uh, creating uh, hype or, you know, artificially. Or is, is that right? Or yeah. trying yeah, to artificially create demand yeah. by overhyping, you know, limewide relaunches and stuff, and saying, "Oh, everything's a new number one." I mean, look, number any number one issue is the highest selling issue for a comic series, almost always, and there's without a you know, exception. Shop off next month. Yeah, and so if you know, over you know, just say one quarter, mm-hmm. you know, if a company launches. 40 new titles that's going to be a great quarter for the company and yeah. so um sometimes it's it's just a business decision and 
um, I don't I don't agree with it. I think I think it would be better if if um, it, look if a company replaced ten percent of its titles uh, every quarter, then over the course of two years you would replace your entire lineup, and that's fine. But it would be you would do it without anybody really noticing. Because um, not every character needs a book. Right. No, not every yeah. character. And some characters, look, I mean, most characters, you know, the vast majority of characters in either universe uh, or either expanded universe yeah. of the big two um, could, you know, do miniseries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but they don't like doing miniseries because, you know, if you, you know, statistically, miniseries uh, that, are, that are solicited have orders that are significantly below ongoing series, even for obscure titles. Mm-hmm. Um, do they, and so they, they don't. So, they you know they'll start it as an ongoing with the understanding in in yeah. house that it ain't gonna last. Right. So like after when issue three is solicited, it says of five instead. Of like yes. when issue one and two, it didn't say that. Right. Um. Yeah, I think like uh, he said, how can he have you know we afford to buy all these? Like you really can. I think what you have to do is find writers and artists you like gravitate to. And if you Find like a couple yeah. books that you know you're going to leave room right. to take chances yeah. on, yeah. right? And, and there, for the, uh, for and the there are things. I think it's. I think it gets easier to spot a gimmick. You know, yeah. it's like look, you know, Hunt for Wolverine. That we're going to review one of the books tonight. Um, they did a, you know, a four, four issue miniseries. They're getting. It's going to take sixteen books 17. apparently, seventeen because that was the one shot um, to find out what's up with wolverine they and that's that, that's series. that's such a cash grab and what i would usually do with that especially if you love the art and the stories mm-hmm. see that for what it is you know that it's a cash grab right. and wait you know you don't have to have the comics um e- you know either live the spoiler life and let us tell you what's going on <laughs> or trade weight on it if right. it's if it's if it's that good like the spoilers <laughs> fantastic because uh, marvel's pretty quick to market with their trade so yeah. but they if spoil people, everything themselves if people say it's a great series and you should read this then don't be afraid to trade weight on it it'll it'll be much cheaper in a collected edition mm-hmm. than buying all of those yeah. comics individually at four yeah. and five dollars each so. yeah like like i said like but you do have to make hard decisions follow but, follow your the writers yeah, and the artists the because they'll write the stories that you like even if uh let's say i don't know anything about domino but i love gail simone so i picked that up and now i'm loving that book you know mm. that's a safe bet because sometimes if you just follow a specific character like let's say you love <laughs> batman if you love uh, superman well, uh, right <laughs> if you love superman and now you know some guy some bald, bald guy, guy <laughs> is gonna write it, and you hate his guts. Like, don't read it. You know, well, don't you punish yourself. It. It's your favorite character, Jonathan. <laughs> don't punish yourself. <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, but yeah, pretty tough. All right. Jonathan, <laughs> Do you have a question, you have, Jonathan? Uh, uh, yeah, from Tom. Uh, which characters have the best origin stories? And he wants to clarify by saying best air quotes. I mean, most interesting slash original, and not best in a air quotes classic sort of way. Okay. Ooh. I think Moon Knight's pretty cool. I don't know his origin. He was just a billionaire who started no, buying toys. No, he was toys. a mercenary no, first so, that so, was killed on a mission. Yeah, he stumbled so upon the statue of the moon god. Of Khonshu, yeah. and Khonshu was right. like, I can use you, and yeah. resurrected yeah. him. But in the in uh, a couple of issues ago, I want to say huh. it was two issues ago. They when, when was that When was that origin established? Like 70s? The, yeah, the original 70s, origin. Yeah. They've screwed with it since yeah. then. 
Seriously? He wasn't a billi- yeah, he wasn't a billionaire at first. Yeah. He was a mercenary. No, he was, when I was reading it when I was a kid, he was a really rich dude. Really? With huh. toys. Oh. Hmm. I don't. Batman? I don't know when. I don't know when they put. Maybe that. the mercenaries. Because I knew there was that. the. I knew there was the Conchu stuff too. Yeah. But I, I don't remember how that came in. Because I, I, I like I, I didn't remember his origin. I just remember yeah, he was just a rich cool, dude. Though. Yeah, buying toys. If you if you want, I could swear that that was the OG. Origin. I thought too. Maybe yeah. I had a trading card with Maybe. him on it, and that's what I thought it. If said. you if you want to read, but like, that would have been from the nineties. That cool. <laughs> that's very true, and I am I am very much a product of the nineties. Yeah, um, not not a retcon, but a, a couple of issues ago, Moon Knight uh, just had like the origin of why he's you know crazy, and it's really really good. Hmm. Um, what other good origins? Um, I mean, all of them at this point are classic for any of the older comics. Right. So you'd have to pick something like somewhat new to figure out what's the most original or newer. I, I, I personally really like Spider-Man. Uh, just, you know, getting bit classic. by a... That's classic. Well, I mean, it's... Because if yeah. you were bit by a radioactive spider today, you'd die. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or just ever. You'd die. <laughs> There's no getting superpowers out of that. No, yeah. You don't know that. Oh wow! <laughs> you want to take the bet? Hey. Let's go irradiate a spider. Let's do let's it. Let's let it bite you. If the chances that I'll become Spider Man, one of two things are happening: <laughs> you're gonna die, or something's gonna get amputa- uh, amputated, or you're gonna be shooting webs out of your All right. butt. All bro. right, way to crush my dreams. Thanks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite was always Fantastic Four, but that yeah. again, very classic. Same as Marvel did everything: gamma rays, <laughs> cosmic rays. You know, Hulk, Spider-Man, Fantastic yeah. Four. Once again, radiation just, will know. kill you. Super, almost yeah. every hero from Marvel comes from a recreation of the Super Soldier Serum. So it's like it's almost the same thing. Yeah. You know? Invincible had a pretty great yeah origin story. He's just an alien, right? He's an alien, but yeah. his dad. But his dad, his dad was. He was. He just was a kid at first, and then it was yeah. like, oh, my dad's from this like alien planet. Oh, my dad's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So. I think I'm gonna beat him up. <laughs> yeah, he took. I mean, he took the classic origin Kirkman and kind of twisted yeah. it a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for superhero wise, they're all pretty classic. It's hard to find something that doesn't fit that category. That's how a about, tough one. How about for a villain? I like Punishers because it just yeah, comes from a real orga- organic place. Yeah. That's true because you can yeah. you hit that PTSD kind of thing. Was he like a Vietnam vet? Right? No, the OG one was uh, was it Vietnam? World War yeah. II. It wasn't World yeah, War II. Well, it wasn't a World War II. I think it was Vietnam, Vietnam, the original one, and then they updated it to to um, the Gulf War. Uh, not Gulf. Um, the Iraq. Yeah, the okay. Iraq War. Hmm. That's okay. that's what it got updated to. Right, because Iron Man was also Vietnam. Yep. And now he's, I guess, the Iraq War. Hmm. Anyway, um, do you guys have any questions? I have more. Yeah, I've got more. Oh, yeah. I have a question of my own. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, I've noticed that you guys play a little fast and loose while Roger is away. <laughs> Do you think of him as your school? Wow. Hey, that's yeah. a little wow. liberal. Hey, hey, it's all right. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I think that's a <laughs> bit of an overstatement. I'm not that bad. Are your palms getting sweaty right now? No. Are you sure? I think <laughs> that statement is a little fast and loose. Hey, hey, all right. <laughs> I need this to go back and listen to these episodes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. This, this dude's snarking on us. Okay, so do you guys think of him as your school teacher and misbehave while he leaves a room? No. no. I'm just more like, yeah, like the, I the, think the dad. I think when... Uh, Roger's away. We have the guests like 
the Blakes and you know the people that bring out the the mischief, yeah, the crazy the and Jonathan. Yeah. Well, Where? Blake Blake brings out, Blake brings out the mischief in every situation. That's true. It, Roger being here or not, that's not going to change. <laughs> I, I hope the mics picked that up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's been pretty quiet tonight. This is, this is true. He found his corner he and he's did. staying there. He's reading comics though, and that's real easy to shut anybody up with that. No, it, it does go to a certain extent when Roger's not here. It's like, oh, cool, Dad's gone. We but can party in the living room, you know. The like other, the other thing too is how many times have I come on and like Roger's gone and I'm just like exhausted, and so I'm just in this slap happy like, all right, guys, let's just get it done. <laughs> Yeah, so that's true too. That's very like <laughs> common. All right, it just depends. No, you don't look at Rogers like the fu- kill- killer of fun that like, we can't like <laughs> I didn't do anything. Say that. That's what you made it sound like? No, no, no. Like oh. All right, so I've got a question coming in from Ian. Nice. Thank you for the question. What up, Ian? Actually, it's a it's a two parter. I'm going to break them up. Um, Ian wants to. He's he wants to know. He says, "Is there a book that upset you so bad after reading it you wanted to trash it?" <laughs> okay, and I feel like yeah, I know. I feel like this was directed at me because yeah, I have. I mean, I, Matt, you were probably here. You, I was there when you crumpled it. When yeah, I you know because I could return them all. <laughs> I had that, you know we'd ordered enough to have full returnable uh, returnability on the comics, I and like, when oh, I read what are you doing convergence number and what was Eight. Eight, yeah. I got to the last page, and I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there reading, like, what, what's going? On? And I got to the end, and I was just so mad, I crumpled it up into a ball and threw it, and I was Jeez. like, what the, you know, that was kind that of a garbage yeah. story. Oh my god! I, I mean, I don't stock it in the store. I, I don't have anybody requested. I probably, <laughs> and if anybody did request it, I would probably tell them, don't worry about it. You want to, you want to know what just the purpose of it direction. was. And the purpose was to bring, you know, the this, multiverse back. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and this uh, old uh, Lois and Clark. That was really John the, into, the shining yeah. thing out of that. They could have done thing. that but, without the like 60 issue of Convergence. Yeah. It, 60. It was like 10 miniseries there were or two a bunch issues. Of miniseries. There was tie in yeah. series. Right. Yeah, yeah. That were all like the classic stuff, but the miniseries yeah, well, was, was eight. Like eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. But, but, they, but they, they marveled that. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, DC kind of admitted, like, yeah, we screwed the pooch on that one. Because uh, remember when we went to the roadshow yeah. and you were pissed and you said yeah. to the guy, he's like, is this whole rebirth thing going to be another convergence? And he's like, look. Like, like, <laughs> Not to play guilty here. He's yeah. like, we love all of our children equally, but some of them do better than others. I, I'll say. And. He, he was just kind of like he kind of danced around it by, but he basically said, "Yeah, convergence sucked, but you know, yeah. we we lot we dropped the ball because we were moving from New York to Burbank. Yeah. There's a lot of factors yeah. that that were going on right, that, that things slipped under the radar. Yeah. We when, were busy packing boxes. Yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't. You know, dude, those first issues these. all ended the same of like the yeah. mini the mini series. So I'd the other the, the other no. one that I'll say real quick yeah. is uh, Manhattan Projects number one. I oh. think I alluded to this. Uh, oh my gosh, a couple of weeks ago, but it was probably in a conversation with Nathan Armentrout uh, when we were talking about it. But um, I feel like I mentioned it on the podcast. You did, I think. Uh, but they did. Um, that was that was a book by Jonathan Hickman, and he did something uh, in that book to um, Oppenheimer. Yeah, is it Richard Oppenheimer? No, no. no. Uh, Rob, Robert Oppenheimer. I don't think it's Robert. Matter. Well, anyway, Oppenheimer. 
um, what you know, one of the guys on the original Manhattan Projects to develop, you know, which the new Manhattan bomb Projects stuff. is a fantastic series that I don't know what happened to it. It just stopped Baited coming away. out. <laughs> By Jonathan Hickman, alternate history, World War II, about the Manhattan yeah. Projects, and there was more than one that was going but on. But what, yeah, what he did anyway, to yeah, Oppenheimer continue. in that first issue made me angry. I mean, absolutely what flat out angry. to Oppenheimer in that first issue hooked me on that series, because yeah. I got to that point and went, what? But I was <laughs> And I but, had to keep reading. I what had, did he do? No, you need to read it. Mm-hmm. Un- unlike okay. unlike Convergence, I had I mean I, I actually had uh, a great deal of respect for a writer that could push those kind of buttons and elicit such an emotional response for me. So I was like, well, I've got to I've got to yeah. you know I got to read this and figure out what the heck why did he do this? And it was you know by the second or third issue, I was like, oh, <laughs> this oh, okay, I get it. And and I was cool with it. And you have Einstein show up in there. Uh, at least at the start, he's like he's locked in a room, looking at a rock or something. Tablet thing or a uh, yeah an obelisk. Yeah, but um. Anyway, so yeah, I have definitely had that happen, Matt. Uh, one, I don't try to stick on bad comics too too often. Like if it starts to get bad, I jump off. But one that I stick through the whole way that I regret it so much because it turned out to be crap was Age of Ultron. I was just about to say <laughs> that. Pissed me off so much. That was a real bad series. First Especially of all, because yeah. Peter was not Peter in that book, and they played it off like he was Doc Ock. Like that was frustrating. Ugh. Right. That was a bad book. Age of Ultron <laughs> was where my serious like, like WTF? What are you doing, Marvel? Attitude really yep. kicked in because that free comic day book. Yeah, and that's what that's what killed it for me. Is was it 2012? 2013. 2013? Well, it was probably 2012 for Day. Just to give everybody some, some background on this, um, Marvel, the, the whole purpose of, um, of the Age of Ultron series was in, to introduce the character Angela into the Marvel Universe, which was coming over better. from the Spawn Universe. But um, Because of the, Neil Gaiman. What happened a, to Angela? But there was... Um, the ownership of that character was actually in litigation at the time between Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarlane because she she first appeared in Spawn, but because my understanding of it is that because Neil Gaiman was doing the writing at the time and Image is an independent, right. you know, that the creator owns the rights, that 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 was what caused this whole lawsuit that Neil Gaiman was saying that. No, it's I own the rights to Angela because I created her. Tom McFarlane was saying it's my book, you know, which is kind of hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know, just, oh my God, know, he, just, he was trying to marvel Neil Gaiman. Yeah, yeah. after um, but Neil Neil Gaiman ended up winning the rights. The problem was is that litigation went on longer. I think the court the the court case got delayed, and Gaiman didn't get the rights until after. So they couldn't they couldn't launch Age of Ultron until like a year after it had been planned because it was it might have been to his moon Knight run said coming soon in age of Ultron. that was two years before so they did a they did a they had marvel was banking on it being done they did a free comic book day book that now okay so the free comic book day book 
was like it got me hyped i was like this is gonna be cool like you know like it was how are we gonna stop ultron and all this stuff yeah. like it, it ultron had basically wrecked everyone and it was still peter and, at that time too yeah it was still normal <laughs> right. peter all this stuff and so then age of ultron finally comes out and the first issue comes out and it's like all right was we're cool. in this post-apocalyptic yeah. like ultron like runs everything these heroes are like defeated yeah. cap is sitting down like what do i do you know kind, kind of thing okay yeah. yeah. then the next issue happens and it's the same as the first issue from a different perspective <laughs> yep. and you only get like maybe three extra frames of the same exact thing with Steve Rogers but yep. this time he's like alright we'll do something yep. and then you have like eight issues of utter time travel crap oh, like that you're like what is happening Dude, you know what's great about and that like, no 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 <laughs> because they said we can't tra- time travel anymore we broke the universe no, they, yeah and they then said the time stream was broken because Hank McCoy brought the X-Men back no 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 that was after and then <laughs> like before. and then yeah they went and did more time travel right. stuff <laughs> So, it, yeah, it was like, hey, this thing's broken. Let's break it more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but true. no, so that wasn't even, it wasn't even that the series was bad. It was bad. Okay. That, no, 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 <laughs> it was. But that's not, that's not why I hated it so much. There's two reasons why I hated that series and what made me like crumple it up. Okay. First of all, Brian Michael Bendis, whom is taking over Superman, was the writer of that series and defend, like, because somebody called him out on his crap. They're like, dude, this was an utterly crap series. Out of con. Rushed. Yeah. And he told, he ba- his attitude was basically like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm Brian Michael Bendis. You're just some little, like, freaking uh, fanboy. So shut up and sit down and let the big boys, like, write the books that you're going to give me money for. That was kind of his attitude. So that rubbed me the wrong way with Bendis. Was, I'm paraphrasing yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, a lot. I'm taking some. I'm taking some. No, no, no. no. He he legitimately did kind of have this attitude of like, what you you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the writer. You're the the reader. You know that was kind of the the general sentiment of the exchange. Yeah, the free comic book day issue was May 2012. So the free comic book day. So the final issue of this the series comes out on uh, Age of Ultron. It was a poly bagged. Had all these variants. All this stuff behind it, and you crack open that poly bag, and you start reading the finale of how they're going to do this, and with a couple of extra pages in the beginning and a couple of extra pages at the end. Mind you, this is like a four ninety nine book like poly bag, probably more expensive yeah. for the variants. Yeah. Okay, it was the same exact issue that they had released for the free comic book day issue two yeah, years no prior. Way. Yeah. They didn't change the art; they just added a few extra pages in the beginning, a few extra pages I didn't at know the that. end. That's true. And that's, I was like, I've read this. Yeah. Why is this familiar? Like <laughs> right. And I go, and I ha- yeah. I still had saved my my uh, free comic book day books at that point. And I went and tracked it down and went page by page. Yeah. I was so livid that I took all 10 or 12 of 12. those issues yeah. and chucked them into my garbage. <laughs> that was just a bad series, man. I was so angry the and, biggest and problem felt with that so gypped. <laughs> is that, that that entire series was finished Two before, yeah. right, it, it, was, it was meant to be launched. They had they had the you know the entire series in the canon. Rather than yeah. it was like you mentioned with Spider Man when it was when it was originally Peter. supposed yeah. to be written, it was Pete. But two years later, Pete was now Doc, Doc Ock. Ock. Yeah. You had yeah. Superior Spider Man, and so it seemed that whole series seemed out of time and out of place. He was doing like and Marvel quips and Marvel stuff. was too cheap to go back and just rewrite. You know the Be- issues or revise them. Yeah. I don't even know that that a full rewrite was ne- well. Actually, yeah, a full rewrite that, was probably necessary for that series. They came out that one shot special, which cleared it up, but didn't do a thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the event came out uh, three times a month for the first six issues, yep. 
and then it came out uh, twice a month for the last four. Yep. I just remember being so livid that they couldn't. The book they used to hype the series, which was a great, which actually would have been a great starting point. Yeah. Was sure was what they used as the ending, but and I was like, wait a minute, you just went it. back and. It it just pissed me off so That's much. Crazy. That I didn't know that. A better way to introduce Angela. Honestly, they really could have. And yeah. and they did. This is where I noticed that they started doing their Marvel thing, where the series didn't really end. It launched four new books. Right, Hunger. Uh, yeah. Angela, Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Because right. Galactus shows up in the Ultimate. Universe. Yeah. So th- yeah. All this that is stuff. a little. Uh, this is what led to like the destruction of. Uh, no, 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 no. Cataclysm. Right, Cataclysm and Hunger. That was the uh, yeah. That was like the fifth time that they killed the Marvel Universe or the (laughs) Ultimate Universe. So anyway, that was a long question. That was yeah. Let's probably wrap it up on that and then go to like Johnny fast ones. Um, I I still have like sixteen. Anyway, we'll have to do some more on other episodes. (laughs) Sure, because we're already hit like an hour. I think we're at forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah, sure. Uh, Let's see. I got right. Blake's. You want me to shoot that? Let's, yeah, let's let's lightning round as many as we can. <laughs> okay, right. sure. A um, couple of weeks ago was the first time reviewing a manga. Are there any that you are interested in reviewing? And also, have you read any in the past? Uh, now, I have a suggestion. I think there should be a WWJR. What would Johnny read? Uh, reason being is that it seems that... How much did you pay him, John? This is a Bryce question. Is this um, Bryce's question? No, 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 no. No? no. Okay, go ahead. Um, it's Philip Renteria. Uh, reason being is that it seems that Johnny, like... He spelled my name wrong. Okay, continue. Likes to have his moment with what uh, would you have rather read. So maybe having what would Johnny read section where he can suggest one, some more abstract stories that most of us may not have thought about. Or just uh, just a rules. suggestion. Yeah, maybe Johnny should like learn to follow the rules and then I maybe, don't know, man. This maybe is a, be rewarded. This is like the fourth person that said this. I don't know. And then he's got a ba- he's got a backing on this. Oh Lord, we'll see. No, because then it's going to turn into 15 minutes of Johnny <laughs> no, rambling dude. about like I just other need books. five at the most five five minutes. minutes. <laughs> no, Johnny, that's already that's of, already four minutes too many. Rid of lightning rounds. I'll for have a to, I'll have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'll have to think about it. Uh, um, anyway, all right. Next, check out Blake's. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Okay, Blake's. Which graphic novel was your favorite to review after 100 episodes? Hmm. Black Knight. That was a great one. Oh my god. Uh, There's two. New many. Frontier. Sorry. Mouse. New Frontier. New yeah. Frontier. Uh, New Frontier. Uh, well, actually, Mouse. Mouse was tough. I had, but I, I'd probably go with New Frontier. Mouse is a little more complicated. Probably my favorite graphic novel now, but um, New Frontier was such a treat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of good ones. Um. Cool. Yeah. Here you go. Um, Ian, uh, second question from Ian. Is there a popular character that you can't understand why people like them? Superman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, Johnny. Oh. Superman, you can get why people attach to it. There's other characters. Um, uh, I don't know. A like popular the, character that you don't understand why people attach to it? Yeah. Like, Deathstroke, like, Deadpool. Like how, yeah. De- it's Deadpool for me, although I love the movie. Yeah. I don't. Deadpool, I have character, to be. I go I in know. spurts where I'm in the mood for it, and then I just can't stand it and want to get away from it. Yeah. And maybe that depends Sometimes on Harley Quinn. When Harley's she's, getting when pushed she, a lot yeah. right now. Um, don't get me wrong. There's some great stories. Yeah, there's. Once again, just like I, Deadpool, but time and place. Like yeah. if I'm in the mood for it, then then great. I'd say um, Hulk. I, I can't. Hulk's really? just a big monster, like oh. who smashes things. Like I don't. I don't. 
yeah, okay. We'll it's see a lot of development. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was Jekyll and Hyde, and it's yeah. hard not to tell that same story over and over yeah. again with that. So, so why people like him so maybe. much? I don't know. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, yeah. So, Sean Levesque's second question. Can you guys recommend a good run or trade paperback for the following characters? Ghost Rider. I would recommend the... Um, All Jason new Aaron. Ghost Rider. All new Ghost Rider. Uh, with the, the one with uh, Felipe... Uh, it's not Andrade. Uh, Smith? Is it Felipe Smith? I think it's Felipe That's Smith. That's the one. The one where they introduced the... Um, Robbie ga- uh, not Yeah. Robbie Reyes yeah. And, in his car. The one that we re- uh, reviewed. Yeah. The one yeah. that we reviewed. That's I hear uh, Jason Aaron's run's pretty good, too. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Aaron, you know any? All right, Doctor Strange, uh, the Oath, probably like one of the only ones. Donny Cates. Oh, Donny Cates, Doctor Cates Strange. Yes, run. yes, yes, yes. With Gabriel H. Walter, just pick yeah. up that first trade. Um, okay, uh, Captain Marvel. And the o- the Oath, I think, Tell is by see. Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and we that's a that good. One. That's a it's actually a good origin one. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. Captain Marvel. Uh, Kelly Sue. Kel- I really like yeah. Kelly Sue. I love her run. Hmm. It's a good run. Yeah. Do you have an? I mean, you have to have a favorite cat, uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel run. I, I like the old series. I okay. like the original series. But you, if you go back and try and read it, it's like it's such a slog. Okay, it's like oh man, she, she's pretty sucked. good in um, Bendis's New Avengers too. She's pretty good in that. Yeah, uh, Blade. I don't know anything about Blade. I don't know Blade. Nope. Like Blade, a run. Yeah. I don't think has. Yeah, Blade even have not yeah, he's series. Had series. He's had series, but yeah, I, they're not, not long. Weird. I think he had a. I think he had a mini series during uh, Curse of the Mutants. I think where <laughs> I know, you man. have that was where. Look, I, whether Blade or not, go back and read um, Curse of the Mutants. Where who who was it? She became a vampire. Um, Jubilee. 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 Oh right. Dark Jubilee. Dark as a vampire, vampire Jubilee. Oh my God. Yeah, because Jubilee, who cares? You know, Vampire Jubilee. Uh, Vampire Jubilee. Awesome. Yes. The only you told me about that. I read that and I was like, Roger was not kidding. This is a lot more fun. Yeah. The only blade that I'm familiar with is when he showed up on pocket knife. Uh, well, besides that one, (laughs) we'll we'll get to that in Bryce's question. Um, but no, uh, the Spider-Man animated series from like the nineties, like with he was was in the nineties. Uh, Spider-Man. I really like that. Um, anyway, and the last one, Iron Fist, which uh, I like Matt Fraction's run, but I would I would recommend the um, Power Man and Iron Fist that we reviewed on the podcast a couple of months. ago Both are good, Mm -hmm. but if you just want Iron Fist, Matt Fraction does a really good job. I wanted to keep going in that series, and I was just limited by time whether or not he, I finish. But the Power Man and Iron Fist series is a very good modern iteration. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, the last thing from Better Sean. than the TV shows for sure. What's next? Uh, Frank Candelero. First, a big congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you, Frank. Uh, Frank yes. Yes. You guys are a source of constant entertainment mixed with great commentary on the week's comics. Thank you for everything you guys put into your show. I think that's a bit of a stretch, Frank, but we'll take (laughs) it. You're welcome, Frank. (laughs) We have have our moments, and we... No, I back that. Here is to Thank 100 you, more. Uh, I made the toast with a smooth scotch in my hand. Hopefully you guys have a decent toast. Oh, the only we have brownies. It. Was it a Lagavulin? <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't he say. He doesn't say. That's um, my favorite. But he says we hope, uh, he hopes that we have a decent toast, and we got special brownies. We don't, um, though. We don't. we don't. They're not special. They're special from your heart. Yeah. <laughs> if they were, you guys would know by now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's his uh, It'd first. It'd be really fast and loose. Yeah. yeah. First question. Do you guys, uh, do you think that a smaller team size under four members book is better read than one that just stuffs as many heroes into one book as possible? Depends on who's writing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like uh, writers uh, struggle juggling like so many characters. If um, it's done how Jonathan Hickman does East of West, I wouldn't right. have a problem. Like with it Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, like he had what like sixteen of them, twenty two, something Avengers. crazy like that. He knows yeah. how to pace things out, and then you he brings it. He'll focus on like certain elements of the story that involve those characters, and then all of a sudden the next issue won't be anything of what you just read. It'll go back to something else that he's done, and you're like, oh yeah, this was going on, and then he brings you up to speed with what's going on with those. He's very good and then at juggling. all those, yeah. to weave them all together. And they're just yeah. on this collision course. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's excellent at that kind of thing. So if it's done right, I don't mind a huge cast. I mean, look at Game of Thrones. You have like yeah. the largest cast on TV, but they're all on a collision course, and it's all yeah. making sense. Yeah. So but it's done right. Lots of moving parts. Look, yeah. it's like I'm, you know, I'm on the fence with Jason Aaron's new Avengers. I'm not sure he's a team book guy. Yeah, love him on Thor. Yeah, yep. You know, um, his, you know, he did, he did Wolverine and the X Men, which was okay. Yeah. Actually, I really liked it. Never mind, it was uh, more than okay, that. dude. But Wolverine okay. is in the right. title. No, I get he's you. He's focusing. There's a primary character. No, I, I yeah. you're always gonna have a supporting cast. Anyway, next yeah. question. Um, right, so uh, I was gonna. Uh, this is my question. Um, how many comic books can fit in a, fit in a long box? Like what, three hundred? In a long box? Yeah. Yeah, between three hundred and three hundred and fifty. Okay. Um, so Frank Candelero asks. Secondly, now that you have reviewed enough books to fill a long box, I'm pretty sure we can fill a couple. Uh, what is the best way to store a growing collection? I just really got into reading slash keeping comics with DC Rebirth, but already have three short boxes filled with many more needing sorting. I got it. Is this just a game of, to find more space, or do you have any suggestions? Love the so show. Thank you. The best way to collect comics is to collect trades and put them on a bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a great solution for this when I was teaching guitar because anytime I needed to create space, I would just bring in like two or three box short boxes to work and look at kids and be like, all right, good job. Grab oh, a thanks. grab a whole like story, you know, or whatever you wanted, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, awesome!" And, I, and they wouldn't know that I was just like getting rid of comics. <laughs> and like you're my trash can, yeah, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, the, well, also you had books stacking from the floor up, I, right? I still do. <laughs> it's kind of disgusting. So yeah, uh, like I hate collecting comics. Single uh, issues are hard to display. right because um because I yeah, know, I don't want to collect. Yeah, anymore. I don't I don't want to collect anything. Uh, so that's why I give issues like one issue before I drop it or whatever. Um, but if I if I have something that I don't want, then I usually either give it away, donate it, or something like that. Um, if I have something that I absolutely love, I collect the trade or the hardcover and then either give those issues away or something like that. They I fit on a bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> I typically I typically will hold on to a run if it's something really good. Um, I still have Scott Snyder's entire New 52 Batman run, mm-hmm. Jeff Johns's entire New 52 Justice League run, certain things like that that um, I think are special and, and you know have a resonance with me. I will hold on to um, – you know, and then there's sometimes I'm going through my collection, or if I've got stuff that I want to save that resonates with me a certain way now, uh, there'll be some things that I look at differently, and I'll go through and be like, yeah, this doesn't. I don't feel like I need to keep you this don't love anymore. It. What's yeah? yeah but you if know, you're gonna, if so. you're gonna keep your comics, I think short boxes are the way to go. Yep, um, really. At least in oh yeah, I regret at, getting long boxes. At least in you know, um, my back regrets me getting long boxes. Ah uh, yeah, okay. You know, I, I would say the short term, you know, in two, you know, say two to three years, um, especially if, you know, if, if you're going to be moving them or anything. I mean, they're much easier to move. They're, you know, easy. You, 
you're not going to have with short boxes. You're not really going to have your comics flopping around and yeah. you know falling over and doing all I, this stuff. Um, long boxes. If if you're go, if you're going to go the route of long boxes, those are really great when you have you know um, several hundred comics uh, that you want to put away for a good time that maybe you're not going to go back and read them. Um, and you have a place in, in your house or your apartment or somewhere that's out of the way and, you know, you can just yeah. leave it and forget about it. I think, um, cause they're heavy yeah. and they're awkward and they suck to move. What, what I, uh, what I like doing is like maybe at the end of the year, look through your short boxes, long boxes and see like, Oh, I didn't like this run. I only have four issues. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to, you know, donate it or whatever, yeah. you know, do something like that. Like I only have one short box and that's only filled with. The entire Miss Marvel run and Giant Days. What's next? Okay. Yeah. Next question. Um, all right. So we have one. <laughs> I've got I've got yeah, one please. last question from Go. Harold. Shoot uh, it. Uh, Heather, but I'm going to save it. Oh, if okay. you have another one, I want uh, it needs to be the last question. Jonathan, you have another one, real quick. No? Uh, I'm going to save them because I'm not going to. A lot of what Tom sent me is is pretty good conversational type questions okay. that we can talk about. Okay. I don't want to really shortchange them. By okay. Like do, you have, do you have anything style. with the hundredth episode that you wanted to? I have the last question. It's from Bryce Smith. I read it to you. Um, if you want to do yours first. The last question? No, he just said Heather's has to be the last one. Oh, Heather's last to be I the last one? I can't remember. I can't remember what Bryce's was. Do Bryce's. Oh, it's okay. All right. Is Howdy. Whiskey and. No, no, no. <laughs> it was the 11 counts. Of oh, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, just a word of gratitude for all the work you guys do to produce a show, 100 episodes and not one week missed, shows for y'all's commitment to comics and the listeners. Thank you. Raise a glass or a weird metal water bottle that sounds like a mason <laughs> jar. <laughs> That's a good one, Brian. Uh, it, it gets wild. That's gold. Here's to 400 trusted reviews of comics, to 100 Wednesday night conversations, to Horizon Comics for all the hundreds of comics given away, to... Eleven counts of physical threats to Johnny. Eleven. I, I gotta. Know. Those are rookie numbers. I gotta up those numbers <laughs> to nine uncomfortable Blake moments. <laughs> I thought there'd be way more. To two hundred and two hours of ASCP. I think those were per minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something. Bryce, I'm impressed. The numbers don't. Yeah. Stop, boy. That's pretty good. To every guest, and especially to you guys that make it all possible. With genuine folk like y'all behind the mics, the passion for illustrated storytelling will never die. No question, just nice little comment nice. from Bryce. Thank, yeah, Bryce. Thank, Thank you, you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate it. I do a lot of hard work. All right, and, and to close to close <laughs> this out, um, I probably should, you know everybody should probably have uh, more time to think about this, but I don't think it's going to be too hard to answer. Um, Heather wants to know what are your hopes for the future of the podcast? To grow, get more um, players. <laughs> hopes for the future of the podcast well you know the our our mission statement our our goal like when we first started this roger kind of laid it out right off the bat was it'd be informative and fun and that you know it would kind of like support the shop or not support the shop but you know it would um because this we we don't support the shop the shop supports this but but to like you know kind of like uh promote the shop essentially like that and 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 whatnot G- getting more readers yeah, and yeah. All that. well and um, i always i've always wanted it to kind of mirror the philosophy of our shop which is it's it's look you know everybody's a collector of of some ilk but um 
but our focus has always been on sharing the art and the stories yeah. that make this medium so great. Yeah. Um, because so I think so often, you know, the collectible side of it, it you know, it's like Drowns a out. nine-headed monster yeah. that raises its ugly head and and detracts from, you know, some really gorgeous art and and wonderful storytelling that people miss because it's you know it's comics so yeah yeah um so anyway my my hope is that we continue to do that um you know as as we go along and that we enter my whole thing is i always want people to be entertained you know um listening to the show i i don't want it to become ben stein tells you about what's so great about you know collecting these books or whatever like i enjoy Ben Stein. Oh, the oh, I thought you were the clear about, eyes commercial guy. Oh, I thought you were talking about the bears. No, not okay. Berenstein Bears. Okay. That's different. The monotone guy who likes to talk. Clear about eyes. Money. Wow, you had to have seen those, Johnny. No. Probably. Probably. Actually, you know what? I'm a. Cable have you ever cutter, seen Ferris so. Bueller's Day Off? Yes, I love the that teacher. Movie. Oh, Bueller. 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 That's anyway, oh God, I love that. Side, guy. Okay. Side yeah. note. Anyway, um, you know, I always want I always want our listeners to be entertained. I always want, um, you know, I and I hope that that's the case. Uh, I, I'm honestly like I, I shouldn't say surprised, but I I feel kind of humbled that we were we've even been able to make it to a hundred, you know, yeah. episodes because yeah. that really wouldn't have happened without a lot of the the customers from your shop, and then and then hitting you know James Mason in Australia and Bryce Smith in in is it North Carolina North Carolina yeah. North Carolina like that just blows my mind yeah that our we guy, have our, all of our listeners from Canada Canada where I mean, they're I mean yeah you know that we have. Outside of the U.S., even people that give a crap, you know, and and that enjoy listening to our show regularly and whatnot. And this is just this humble little podcast that we record in a comic shop on, you know, in Lancaster. So my hope is that that continues to grow and that um, we kind of continue to get better and and evolve with whatever gets thrown our way. And and I love doing this show. So my, my hope is that I just keep getting to do it as long as I can. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. I love listening to it week after week, and I just hope that you guys would just go as long as you can. I love laughing along with you guys with your shenanigans. And it's you super have, fun. You have kind of a funny background with it because you didn't listen. You weren't reading comics. Yeah, no. You just you knew me. Yeah. So to support the show, you started listening to yeah. it. Yeah. And then you started wanting to read the comics we yeah. were talking. Like, what exactly. are these books these guys? These Wait, sound what? interesting. Oh, what yeah. is crazy. up? I mean, I'm a, I'm a movie kid, you know, growing up, and that's that's all I did was watch movies, and I knew they had comics out there, but. I was like, nah, that stuff's for nerds. <laughs> but, You're not I mean, wrong. In, nerds. In, you know, in heart, I'm a nerd anyway, so I started reading. I don't read a whole lot, but I do still read a little bit. And, and it's then a lot you of read fun. Saga and go, wow, nerds have <laughs> all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, like, my hope is for the show to keep going. It's really fun, and um, I like spending, you know, well, right now, Friday nights with you guys instead of going out. Like, God, that sounds so sad. Anyway, I would like it if you were on time. I'm That's sorry. My hope for the future. I was in Santa Clarita like at six. Yeah, I, you know, I like to think that our show is unpretentious. Uh, it is, and there's nothing and fun about and informative. Show. Yeah, and I hope that it stays that way. Yeah, it's real organic. Um, but um, I think it's I think it's it's true to itself and to the medium. Um, we, you know, we don't curry favors to. Uh, anybody for any reason right you know um i'd look uh, for it to stay that way oh yeah i was like just gonna say my last hope is just to 
get a new book in someone's hands, you know, something yeah. that maybe they may have never picked up or looked at. Well, and this, and this is, you know, the, I don't know that I've ever brought this up on the on the on the podcast for for what will be an obvious reason, but um, <laughs> you know the <laughs> wow, Matt, way to make a right, bunch I'll of noise. But we noted about a year and a half ago, our uh, the sale not long after the podcast started. Yeah, um, we noticed that our the sales in our shop started to dip, and they continued to dip. And they, you know, our this the sales in our shop went down for you know over a year. Um, I've come to believe that the majority of that is Marvel, but um, I've often wondered whether or not. Um, the well, as part of part of the reason was the podcast that you know it's truth and you know advertising that you know we we you know talk about the books and we're honest about them mm-hmm. and there are books that are not bad and it's like so I you know it's like okay well our Marvel sales have been going down and I'm talking shit about Marvel every week. Is you know which is the core, the which is the cart, and which yeah. is the horse. You know, am I causing this problem for myself? Right. So, there have it. To be honest with you guys, I've, I've I've thought about canceling the podcast to help the store, but I don't. You know, it's a but there's a there's a, a mental and emotional conflict there because I don't uh, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, and I don't want I don't, I don't want to not talk to people about the stories for fear that i'm gonna you know i'm not going to be able to sell a book but you know, also the, the point is never to sell the book it's to share good stories and i think that marvel did it for marvel create you look at the end of the day um i did not believe that it was the podcast that was causing sales to suffer in our store because comic shops you know, from from you know the left coast to the right, we're all experiencing the thing, same things, and comic shops are going out of business left and right. So it's either Marvel or we have really far not, reach, right? Or we <laughs> right, we have but, we have well, more say, power. Anything you say on the podcast, you wouldn't you would say to a customer's face if they asked you about. I know, I, and I've been doing that since day one. Yeah, I so. mean, I have look, I I could have ordered fifty books of a of a of a comic and have people and, and read it and think it sucked. And if somebody came into the shop and asked me about it, I'd be like, "I think it sucks. <laughs> it'll it'll make good boxes, though." You know? But it's all you know, uh, subjective as well. Yeah. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean someone else That's won't true. like it. Yeah. That's absolutely mean, true. Yeah, it doesn't mean you don't have to pick up a book just because Roger's saying he doesn't like it. Because I pick up books that he doesn't like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this did is you, true. Did you raise your hand for something? Oh, I did, yeah. but oh, That's I got okay. I got one. Uh, obviously besides the like the show growing and everything but yeah i mean anyone that knows me like knows i have like three major hobbies one video games two comic books and three audio production what you like video games yeah i like video games right? <laughs> uh, and so doing the podcast you know it just it i get to do two out of those three things so while playing right. video games while so you get to do three sometimes <laughs> i get to do three out of those sometimes, three things. Yeah. so like that so that's like what i look forward to doing the show you know I just get a kick out of it and just I hope it grows and just I hope that people like enjoy doing it because like you know I I you know set up every week I I do most of the, the technical work so like it, people enjoying the show and like giving good feedback I, I actually take pride out of that you know and so like oh it this is a good polished podcast that actually sounds well and people don't have any gripes with like oh I did my job you know 
So you're good. So I don't know. Just stuff like that makes me happy, and hopefully that it'll keep going and people will keep enjoying it. Yeah. So I think it's good all around. As long as you guys just catch all the you know the small things here and there that could be fixed. Yeah, which there isn't a whole to, lot. Yeah, we were never perfect, you know. No, yeah, you better. guys are doing great yeah. too. Thank you. Aaron. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thanks. So, hope that answers your question, Heather. All right. So we have a show to do. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> a, we let, do. Let's get started. <laughs> Sometimes we read comments. All right. Uh, Roll that, that beautiful hour beam and seven footage. Minutes in. All right, um, let's start off with, since we have two Marvel books this week, let's start off with our primary Marvel book, Venom number one. Is that me? Uh, is that what you're pitching, Johnny? I believe so. Venom number one by Donny Cates, art by Ryan Stegman. Um, Eddie Brock has uh, the Venom symbiote back, and he gets captured by this guy who has also had the Venom symbiote symbiote i guess uh, in the past no, don't do all that. right all right no. i mean I, it's i will like <laughs> you can add another threatening your physical like <laughs> 12 counts 12 counts okay now. um but anyway he gets captured by this guy who has had a uh, history with the symbiotes before and basically um it's part of a secret government right. installation <laughs> and kind of uh shuffles around the origin of the symbiote um, well, at the same time, there's some crazy stuff going on with the symbiote speaking like alien tongue. Right. It, it's all, it almost looks like demonic or yeah. something like that. I mean, you like you look at the cover and it has it looks a little demonic, you know. Yep. And that's really cool. Um, I mean, yeah, that that's basically the gist of this book is just things are different about the Venom symbiote. I, I liked it a lot. Same. Uh, I don't. I like Kate's style of writing. Um, I'm okay. not a big fan of Venom. Me either. Um, but, I, you know, he's setting up some interesting questions here that uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes with it. And I'm with you. You definitely get the feel like there's this is this is going to be uh, equal measures horror book and uh, hero book. Yeah. Or anti-hero book, well, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. It'll be it'll be more anti-hero. Um, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. The art's, the art's good. Um, the the story's interesting. There's some interesting angles he's doing with Venom. It's not your typical take. Um, in the same vein that the Flash Thompson Agent Venom was oh, not that's still the my same. Favorite. You know, but it, it was a different take, and and uh, and Remender did such a great job. With that, and so I, I think Cates is is you know a, an equally competent on. writer that you know he is he is you know um, using his style and voice to just what you said put his stamp on Venom. So I look forward to it. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I've listened to him on interviews and say uh, him saying like he won't write a book unless he has a story for it. And that's really cool because it seems like he really has a story for Venom. Uh, that, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that coupled with the Ryan Stegman art makes this uh, an an awesome book, and at least in you know my opinion. Aaron. Yeah, I thought it was super cool. Actually, this was the first Venom book I've ever read, so I was going into it bone dry. I didn't really know what to expect from it. Nice, but yeah, it was like it was just super cool because I don't I don't know too much about Venom. Other than he has a symbiote that gets attached to him, and then 
He looks like a monster. It's about all I know. Tongue. Yeah, and teeth. Um, so it's super cool that they added that whole uh, what is possibly uh, to be a demonic side of everything. It just seems very interesting and eerie. Yeah. And I just dug it a lot, actually, surprisingly. Yeah, because it feels um, like you say they're speaking like an, an alien tongue, but it feels a little bit more biblical, more demonic. Yeah, because you, you could say, yeah, that's because, a good point. You, you could know, be like, more of an ancient tongue. Right. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, uh, what the people are screaming is like, God, God is coming. And it's mm. just like, oh, right, God. right. That's, right. you know, scary. I like this a lot. I'm a fan of, uh, you know, horror books and this seems like it's veering more towards a horror book than a uh anti-hero uh, well, book. it makes sense for venom right right it totally I mean, does if you're gonna if you're gonna go back to you know the the monster that venom is uh or the the symbiote then make it a horror story yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in this i don't remember the symbiote talking See, like, oh, okay. communicating so, is that something oh yeah fairly and new? it always it always references um itself in the in the plurality yeah, yeah. like we you know like, so that's not new because i don't no. think it did that did it do that remender's run i don't think so because uh, wasn't he taking drugs well, he was to taking like suppress meds. it well that's what he yeah. was doing this and issue. i think he did right, did, a few, did times, it a few times but okay it might just be a so it, long i, I, I don't, don't think it was constant See, that was one there of were the, there were times where because he had to, to bond with it, and he it would had affect to, your thoughts, right? And, and he would have to. He would, he could only wear the the symbiote for yeah a few uh, hours, forty few hours. hours a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but that that goes way back to okay. the the original um, Spider-Man. Run. Yeah, that was one of the questions I had because you know coming into it, like I said, bone dry, not really knowing too much about it. I didn't know how much or if any they communicated together. Now, I will was, say that Cates does a good job on touching on the Remender stuff because he, that's where he uses the springboard into a lot of his stuff. He brings in this guy that used to work for the government, and he kind of turns the whole Venom mythos on its head by saying this guy shows up wanting to actually see Flash Thompson, finds out that it's Eddie Brock. He's like, right. apparently my intel's old. And it's an old government operative from the Agent Venom days. And he's like, he goes, he says something to the fact of like, listen, whoever you are, Eddie Brock, I've forgotten more about symbiotes than you've ever learned. Jeez. That was cool. You know what? I, I One of my favorite things about this book is when uh, this the symbiote is pleading with uh, Eddie to, like, to not take the drugs, to not shut him out. He's like, mm. Eddie, Eddie, please, please do not do this. Do not shut us out. And as uh, the... The font gets right, lighter. The font gets lighter. The drugs take effect. And, and like the... Thing the symbiote says, Eddie, Eddie, please, we cannot control. And then it switches to needles in your eyes, yeah, rip you apart, squeeze you to death from the inside. It's just, it's funny. Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be read like a clown, but <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm. I would rate this uh, four stars, potentially four and a half. Um, in retrospect, I would, I would love, I would love to have the first full story arc mm-hmm. um but I, I would give it four four stars initially um qualifying that it, yeah there's enough here that how it's fleshed out um i might like it even better yeah um i'm gonna give it a five uh i loved everything about this book um i added it to my poll so nice aaron i would actually give it a four and a half i actually really enjoyed it sweet mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna give it four also. I'm pretty much right in the same boat as you. I, I think I'd enjoy this as a trade. Um, there's a lot of good things in here. Um, turning, you know, the whole Venom mythos on its head, making it seem like this thing's ancient and it's not the first symbiote that's been to Earth. Uh, there have been several government programs well before Agent Venom that have used symbiotes um, for for Merc type practices and Black Ops and things like that. And um, I think that's an interesting idea mixed with the whole you know possible supernatural kind of thing that he's working here. So, um, but in how little time I have, it wasn't enough to like make me feel like I need to read this story every, uh, month in and month out. So I just want the trade. Cool. So I'll say four. What's next? Uh, next is my favorite read of the week that I get to pitch. No justice. Justice wah, League, wah. no justice. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, dude, I will shank you. Hey. I'm, I'm in that kind of mood. Jeez. Uh, let's, by, let's by Scott Snyder, uh, Joshua Williamson, James Tynan the fourth, and Francis Manipole on art. Freaking A, my favorite book with that team. Absolutely. Um, basically, <laughs> it's the aftermath of Metal. Uh, at the end of Metal, we found out that they broke the source wall and that they are, in fact, a small fishbowl that got dumped into the ocean, and you find out exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. There are four giant elemental-type um, godlike god beings. beings that have kind of sowed seeds across the universe uh, and they are um, entropy wonder wisdom and mystery and now that uh, they've broken the source wall the 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 beacon I guess is out there that hey we can come and collect and feed on the energy that we planted in all these universes and planets like way back when um, but before we get to all that the book starts with Brainiac attacking Earth and all the heroes trying to stop Brainiac attacking Earth. And it turns out that Brainiac's actually kind of like spoilers a good guy in this. He's asking for the Justice League help. He's like, look, if you don't team up and in this configuration, you're going to fail to stop. Right, because he, he wanted to show them how easy it was to beat them all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That he could, if he could do it, then they, you know, they don't have a hope against what's coming. And so he, it's basically him imploring them. Cause to his work homeworld. with him to yeah. do what he says. Because his homeworld is actually yeah. under attack yep. by one of these giant, and beings. then he gets Gallagher. Yeah. I I like this a lot better than the um, the DC Nation number zero preview because I felt like that one was just having too much going on and I you know wasn't following. But this it like it's a perfect setup. You know exactly yep. what's going to happen and. Um, I agree. It's typical Snyder. Yeah. Great start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it, this is Snyder, Williamson, and Tynan. Yeah. They um, all are contributing to the story. Yeah. yeah I like this. The only negative that I had was that... Um, oh, Lord. Yeah, it reminded me of something, and I couldn't figure out what for like a couple of days until uh, it hit me. Avengers. This is Secret Wars. This is... Uh, the, the Celestials no. are the Beyonders, and the, the Bat... The oh, Brainiac. you're talking about the second Secret right. Wars. Right, and Brainiac is the Doctor Doom, like... I've come here to, you mm. know. Did you not that? read the Maybe. end of this? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, Brainiacs gets offed, but, you know, it's a little bit different. But it's like, oh, this feels exactly like Secret Wars. It probably won't this end This is it. a lot I... more balls to the wall than Secret Wars was. Did you read Secret Wars? Yeah. 
no, dude, that was Jonathan Hickman, like yeah. kind of taking his time building that story. That that ended on a huge crescendo, but this started off right off the bat, like just guns blazing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember I, Secret Wars giving me the same feeling that this gave me the minute I opened it up. Well, I mean, it's DC. I think, Maybe this is, I think if anything, I, I would compare it to um, Marvel's current Avengers story with the right. The yeah, dead, I get that. Raining dead celestials yeah. and but like having the, these other four evil celestials yeah. come in but uh like these old uh entities coming back and destroying the, the worlds that they created it's just like oh that's like the beyonders yeah there's so many like, yeah but i mean uh, that's not a negative thing no, this I is know. still I a mean, rad book yeah you know there's really so many good. great for people that haven't read Secret wars this is new to that, that right. uh, like starro would be the Best like oh, supporting character. Yes, so I freaking in in what's any team. So book. great about that. This has to be like original to Snyder. He had because nobody's ever written written Starro. He's right. never had like dialogue until Metal and now this. Yeah. And I remember in Metal it was like, what would what did I just read from what this character? Is that? Yeah. And now he's taking it there even further, and I <laughs> freaking <laughs> love it. Yeah. I want more of that dumb starfish to like talk crap. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so brilliantly done. Yeah. Like, and it's so simple. So, um, I do, this book was like a freaking 10 out of five for me. Like yeah, nice. super rad. Nice. I, I love the heck out of this. I'm a DC kid though. Um, I love the, the panel layout. Manipul's art on this yeah. is fan freaking tastic. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love Manipul's work. Um, one thing I didn't like uh, was the 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 panel where they're not not this double page spread. The other thing that I thought was a double page spread, but it wasn't. Uh, when Amanda Waller is hacking his brain, so you have mm. to read it like this, oh. and then you have to read it like this. I dug the heck out of that whole sequence. I wish. I, I thought that was sometimes sometimes panel layers can be confusing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what confused me. I'm like, oh okay. Uh, you know, it's they, just I think one of the things they did to help is they made the two pages drastically different colors, even though the panels right. are connected by you know, the line work. Mm-hmm. The colors of the there, pages, you know. I think, made me read one page and then the other. Yeah. Um, I also didn't like the fact that a Brainiac's like I have the answer to everything, and then but that's well, Brainiac. Brainiac, and yeah. then yeah, that's always been Brainiac. Right? Though. No, no, that's no, not. No, that's I'm not, not anything. No, new. come on, you know not, that guy. No, I'm not done Everybody with knows the that sentence guy. I was just about to say. I'm saying I don't like that Brainiac says I have the answer to everything and then dies. Oh, but that that's great. That's that's like but a then they, really yeah, easy but trope. They get sunk. You know, that, it's they, like they were literally like, "Yay, we have the plan to like save everything," and then oh, they're wait. up, but like, craps <laughs> and everybody's yeah. on board. But and like, everybody's okay, like, yeah, yeah we're gonna do, do this. But that's like so overdone. Like in mysteries, you know, it's like, oh, I know who the killer is. Lights turn off, and then lights turn back on. Johnny, and they have- sometimes it's okay <laughs> to use a trope. In something like I'm that, just if saying, you're doing if this it, was a Marvel book, you would be saying this too. No, not necessarily, because mm. there's been other tropes in Marvel books that have worked. That I've said, yeah, yeah I that know. works. Well, this uh, I, I it's thought all it, in the execution. Yeah, I thought it was a winner. I thought it was four and a half I liked stars. It. Yeah. Uh, really, so much good stuff. Why not yeah. five? Um, because honestly, I couldn't really find anything wrong with it. It like there wasn't much that happened, but a whole lot happened at the same time, and they just did everything so well. And then at the end, no, no judge, justice, so bold, and yeah, yeah. Oh, it so felt rad. like such a great opening stinger yeah. to like a t- like a TV show or a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just like boom, no yep. justice. Next week, crisis on two worlds. Yeah. You're like, yes, that, that give half me point, more. That half point is probably because I don't trust Snyder to end, <laughs> to end, to end anything. 
okay. But he now. has help. He, he has help. He has help. Yeah. I, so that that half a point, there's going to be a quarter point for Williamson, and okay. a quarter point for okay. Tynan that are around their neck. See if they can if they who's, can. Who's your pull favorite team across the line? Out of no justice. Oh, I don't know. Mystery, I, entropy, wonder, or wisdom. I don't know. I forget who was my on favorite's. Team, mystery, like the cover team. I love. I love team mystery. I can't remember who. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Uh, Wonder, I can't remember Wonder, who's on Team who. Wonder is Wonder Woman. I, had, I almost have to go with Zatanna's team. That's Wonder Woman team, Team Wonder. Yeah. Raven, Wonder Done. Woman, Etrigan, all the magic characters. Okay. Done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like this book a lot. It was fun. Um, I just mentioned the stuff that I didn't like, but, you know, I'm, I'm still very interested because this is um, a book that I didn't think was going to be for me. And it might be. Uh, four. Excellent. Actually, who no, who's, who's Starro on? Superman's. Uh, okay. And team Mystery is yeah, all the sorry. aliens. So it's Superman, uh, Starfire, uh, Starro, um, uh, 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 yeah, Martian Manhunter, and um, Sinestro. Yeah, I dig that. Not, like not a great, sorry, not a, not a great team, but Starro makes it. Hey, for me, he does. I, I thought, here's what I like, because the whole thing is Brainiac shifts the team around and then adds villains in to help because he's like this is the optimum way that we're going to win against these elemental right. beings and so there's well, these have, team ups you have that you're characters like, on there that are willing to do things that the others might not be yeah. able to so there's balance but i i dig the i dig superman's team obviously because superman's on it, but martian manhunter starro mm-hmm. freaking uh starfire and i sinestro if he's written well can be really freaking rad but I dig that team, dude. Batman's team: Batman, Lex, Lobo, uh, Deathstroke. Uh, I think Beast Boy is somehow on yeah, that team. Yeah. And then Team uh, Wisdom is Flash, Cyborg, Harley, and Robin so far. And then I can't remember who else is on it. But like, just the mashup of just like it's so like, what are you doing to the like the Justice League? You know? <laughs> So there's so much. Hey, I, I look. I look forward to it. I definitely do. Anyway, my my rating is freaking five. If I could rate it ten out of five, I would. I'm five totally on board. I'm totally like on board with this. Um, it just yeah, it rocked my socks off. Yeah, five stars for me as well. Cool. So next up. All right, and I only have to wait one week. Oh, oh right, it's weekly. Uh, Tinian's writing the next issue. Yeah. Uh, it just says Snyder, Williamson, Tinian, oh, yeah, or Tynan. It is one of four. Yeah, well. it's a four-part miniseries, so it's going to be one in, or very quick. That's very appealing to me. <laughs> yep, and it's weekly, four parts. All right, so next up for Marvel, we have Hunt for Wolverine, the Adamantium Agenda. So, oh, written by Tom Taylor and R.B. Silva. So essentially, in a nutshell, the uh, that's why the art looked familiar. Yeah. What has he done? He did uh, Superboy in the New 52, I think. Oh, okay. So anyways, um, a team made up of Iron Man, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, Jessica, um, Jessica Jones. Jones, and Wolverine, they they go on a mission and basically somebody, one of the heroes has to stay behind in order to save everyone else, and that one hero is Wolverine, and the rest of the story is about the other heroes avenging his death, basically. This that was like a blast from the past, wasn't it? Though yeah, like that's what I assumed. Yeah. I don't know. This was the weakest book for me this week, and, and largely because of the the way that this was done. Because 
it jumps. Wolverine saves the day. He's there's this whole bomb that somebody has to like stay behind to detonate, which is or super whatever. convenient. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, well, it's Wolverine, obviously, because he can heal. Yeah. But then the rest of the issue focuses on them going to a black market auction on a submarine, and they're not quite clear, at least for me. <clears throat> Tonally, I think it was a little weird. Yeah. Um, art's great in it. It looks beautiful. But I just, I don't know, like the... But it feels like a mis... Okay, it feels like a misdirect? misdirection play. Okay. Because the whole... Look, this is part of the hunt for Wolverine. 17 parts. The series. premise, the premise is they go, you know, to this auction thinking that somebody's trying to auction off Wolverine's Genetic complete, code. you know, DNA sequence. Mm -hmm. At the end, on the last page, the last panel, you find out, <gasps> oh, it's not Logan's. Nope. That was wild to me. I so, really like that. Wild. Uh, yeah, but... Don't you feel a little bit betrayed? Like, what that does this was, have to do with Wolverine? That was part of my feeling at yeah. the end of this. I was just like, it says what adamantium agenda hunt for Wolverine. Why is Luke Cage's daughter? And think about it not just not just in the context of reviewing the single issue for mm -hmm. the podcast, yeah. but for the comic buyer who goes, I'm going to get all 16 issues because I love Wolverine and I want to see what happens to him. <laughs> yeah, um, as, you know? as part of an... And so, yeah. 16 issues. Sorry, 17 yeah. issues. Uh, actually, they just announced a new mini series. <laughs> uh, well, that's what they tie in. It's $70. You're laying out $70 yep. to, for your love of Wolverine and to find out what happens to him. And in this book, you at the, the very last panel, find I mean, that's like... Betrayal. Yeah, now look, I love. I, I'm with you. I love this art. I think it's fantastic. I, lo I love. I love Luke and Jessica. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jessica. Yeah. Uh, and, and who cares about the baby? Did I did I just say that it's late? How does Tom write Peter? Unless it's Jack Jack, then I care. Um, Nobody. Oh, incredible. oh, yes, thank he, you. He's good. I mean, look. I, well. Pete shows up in in a Spider-Man costume, wearing uh, like a, you know, yeah, a white collared shirt with a tie, and then puts a mask over that. I mean, that just well, he takes his mask off. His, That's pretty his Peter, Spidey though. mask. Does he? Because I don't I'm think sorry. so. I, I've checked out on this one. I'm just reading Neil Justice all over hair. again and Star. I mean, this wasn't this great. wasn't a like as a tie-in oh, for okay. an event. It's not great, but as an issue, I liked it. You know, I think the weakest parts are like the beginning with the Wolverine stuff. But as a just regular comic, just a single issue, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I think it was good, but it was weak at the same time. I I like the art, but sometimes it was inconsistent. Um, I pointed this out to you a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. Roger. Like you know, with uh, Jessica Jones uh, flying Luke Cage, it just looks like it's pasted yeah. on to him yeah. it's just like you know it's stuff like that but uh, other than that the art's uh good colors are good yeah um i don't know i'm really liking this story if it wasn't part of an event i would uh probably read it but you know since it's gonna tie into the wolverine stuff i don't want to read it <laughs> hmm. i thought the art was decent not great i think it sh could have shown a little bit more detail but that's just me mm-hmm but it's very stylized. Mm -hmm. R.B. Silva, is, that's who they did the art, right? Yeah. 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 Um, he's great. 
but it's very uh, it's very stylized. It's not like a. Uh, so should we just review the book? Rate the book. Yeah, three and a half. Are are we queued up and going again? Yeah, we're going. Oh, okay. Three and a half. <laughs> Three. I don't care. I'm reading No Justice over Jeez. again. <laughs> it's look. I it's. I felt cheated by the end of it. I I do feel an air of gimmickiness to it. I f- I feel like if that I feel it, like this was two books. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I get you. I felt like if that didn't if that last page didn't exist, I wouldn't be interested in it. I'm not interested where I'm going to pick it up. But. I'm actually I, I'm actually interested in the story. Yeah, I wouldn't mind reading it. I mean, because I like the characters. I like the. You know, um, I d- the setup of the book, but I don't. It, I'm like, why do I need to read this? Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. Why it has anything to do with Wolverine, and and so there's this curiosity that I have: is it going to come full circle and actually end up having something to do with Wolverine? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I do it's like a, better the it's the a, parents' it's reaction. A three. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, we have the complete genetic code of. Danielle Cage and Luke is like wait, wait. and Jessica just curses like what <laughs> what yeah oh she's yeah she's, I thought, she's I thought mad. this was funny said next <clears throat> angry powered parents on a submarine yeah <laughs> Oof. I actually think I mean there's there's a lot to love there but I you know uh, on the whole I mean it's it, it's a three but that's being dragged down by like the first few pages you know, but it, tied I, I into think an even event. even if it if it had even if it was titled Angry Parents on a Submarine and had nothing to do with Wolverine, it's no better than a four. So, right. Anyway. Yeah. I, I like that title better than Adamantium Agenda. Right. Angry Parents on a Submarine. That feels more realistic. Well, yeah, Adamantium Agenda suggests that, yeah, they want Wolverine's genetic code. I don't think Danielle has, you know, anything to do with Adamantium. Yeah. Spoilers. Is Danielle the baby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you guys rather have reviewed? Well, I would rate this book. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were <laughs> no, wait. My bad. I would rate it a three and a half. It, was, it wasn't terrible, but it could have been a lot better. I would definitely borrow this from somebody in a trade <laughs> form to see what happens, but that's about it. There you go. All right. Is there anything you guys actually had time to read besides the polls this week? Yes. Hang on, Johnny. Okay. You actually have to follow the rules. Uh, No, not necessarily, but um, I do want to continue with No Justice and Venom for sure. You you both like both of them? Yeah, I like both of them a lot. Nice. Venom Venom I would read a trade of. Uh, No Justice I've already subscribed to. Right. Nice. And all the new Justice League books. As you should. The (laughs) Hall of Justice is officially open for business, guys. All right. WWJR episode one. Take one. (laughs) So uh, I read this week, I read uh, issue 11 of Rose from Image Comics uh, by Meredith Finch. Did it come uh, out this week? Yeah. yeah. That's right. what it was. I re- I uh, was on the panel when you, we reviewed that one. Right. The, the first, first one issue was like, was okay, not so great. it's yeah. not, not great. Um, it's getting better. It's not great. But if you want a high fantasy uh, story, um, it's it's getting there. It's really good. Um, the lore is really interesting. And mm-hmm. that's what's keeping me from, uh, you know, that's what's keeping me... I don't know how to say it. Interested? Interested, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> good, um, good. But yeah. So, uh, Rose number 11, if you're interested in high fantasy, uh, I would... just fantasy? Right. um, I would give, like, the first trade or the first issue a look, um, because it's interesting. Did Did you read uh, the whole first trade yet? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm Or did you come into, like... 
Like you went one to eleven, or you went through the whole trade? So I read the whole trade. I'm like, okay, this is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it looks like she's getting her footing in comics. Um, and then I caught up to issue eleven that just came out this past week. Johnny. Yep. Did you report today that there's a new uh, Legion of Doom coming out? I think that were uh, no, I didn't put that in the news, but I think that's uh, happening in in the Justice League book. Yeah, that's happening with um, right. Snyder's run. So it's not a new yeah. book; it's oh. just like I was the, just asking. the yeah. Legion of Doom's coming. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a soft plug uh, with the hopes that we review either or both of these books coming up. One came out last week, uh, which was Coda from Boom. Okay. Uh, the other one um, was well, number two with a second print number one this week. Isola. Yes. Um, I both of those books, Coda and Isola. Uh, Isola's on Image um, have gotten a lot, a lot of attention and customers in the shop that really I know Johnny is panting. Um, and I to where I'm really, really. Uh, curious like I mean they, they're saying these books are both great um, and the art on both of them looks amazing so go mm-hmm. Johnny uh, I was just going to mention yeah we should review Isola I've heard okay. nothing but great Johnny. things alright pay attention alright uh, so the big books that are coming out Marvel next week uh, that we're reviewing Mighty Thor Gates of Valhalla yeah. the one shot yeah maybe uh, did I put a question mark next to that yep. one for Spider-Man okay Spider-Man. Is it 800? No. There's no Spider-Man oh, next I week. Every two weeks. Roger, there is the X-Men wedding special. I know. Oh, that one's possible, too. Okay, here's the problem with either one of those books. Both of them seem like, you know, just a cash, cash grab. Yeah. yeah. And um, both of them are likely to be longer books because I I, I really liked Mighty Thor 706 yeah. with yeah. that ending. Okay. Um, I think we reviewed that one a few yeah, we weeks did. ago, and I think it should have ended there. Not another one-shot. So to come out with a $5 one-shot to go, Mighty Thor at the Gates of Alala, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. He gets the hammer, though, because he has holding the hammer. It, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or guys, um, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer. Claws of a Killer. One, number one of four. I hey, that's a contender, too. I, You know, um, <laughs> we'll see. the 17. That, yes, yeah, we'll yeah, see. It is. I think I, I think what I'll probably try and do is uh, is rifle through these um, next week and make a determination or rock paper scissors them. You know, we'll see. Continue. There's some good DC books coming. There up normally is. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a lot, but quality over quantity next week. Uh, so we're reviewing New Challengers number one of six. That is Scott Snyder, and um, how many books is he writing? And Hubert. Oh, okay. Is that the, the but, new heroes thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is a miniseries. This is actually, which actually makes more sense because Kubert is always a miniseries guy right now. Mm. He he does one set of miniseries or, or issues and then bounces to another project because I don't think he wants to be on anything long term. Yeah, it's Andy because Adam is Adam, at Marvel. Right, okay. Andy is like the nicest guy in real life. All right, Adam's a real jerk. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't <laughs> know. But, oh. but here's the thing. Like I, I've probably said this on the podcast, but Blake was just like a sad puppy dog the the year that you sent me and Blaine to Comic Con, and so it was when um, uh, Dark Days of the Forge and Dark Days of the Casting had already come out, and Metal was just about to pop off, um, and 
we got the special San Diego Comic-Con convention covers for Blake. And my goal was to get everybody on the team to sign the cover of those books. So Scott Snyder, James Tynan IV, and then there were three artists, John Romita Jr., Andy Kubert, and Jim Lee. Jim Lee. And I think Jim was the only one I did not get. It's hard to find. <laughs> I, no, he just gets mobbed. He's yeah. got an impossible line to get through. Um, however... I didn't. I missed the tick because John Romita Jr. and Andy Kubert are no slouches either. They have massive amounts yeah. of fans, yeah. and they were a ticketed line. We missed getting to the place in time to get the bracelets to get in line for those guys. However, Dan Jurgens was up right after them, and I had brought my omnibus of you know Death of Superman to get signed by Dan Jurgens, who was unticketed. So we were already in line, and luckily we got there early. So the end of the Ramita, the Ramita and Kubert line was the beginning of the Jurgens line, and they right. were still sitting there. And so I just poked my head around the little thing. I was like, hey, guys, my friend is really bummed that he couldn't be there. Would you mind signing this for him? And it was Kubert that I asked, and he looked at me because he could have just said, no, screw off. Like yeah, anybody, Anybody's like, you know, probably going to say that to get us to sign this. And he was like, Dude, yeah, absolutely. He then he goes and taps Ramita on the shoulder. And he goes, "Hey, can you sign this for these guys? They're getting it for their friend who couldn't make it." And he was like, "Sure, no problem." Did it like took him ten seconds? Yeah, that's awesome. Like they didn't have to do that. We were we weren't there in time. They still did it. So Kubert is a totally that's nice cool. Guy. Yeah, that's totally Stand cool, up dudes. Yeah. So that Adam though, <laughs> yeah. they're both good. Honestly. Um. Anyway. So new challengers, that's what he's on. Um, but we also have the Superman special number one next week and Wildstorm number thirteen. Is that Man of yeah. Steel? I don't know. This is this is something else. I think this is um, Peter Tomasi's final. Oh, it's goodbye. Like that or it's Pat Gleason, Peter Tomasi. It's their final like final issue. They're, they're special. It's yeah, like I think sense. yeah, because they said they were gonna have a special. Okay, I didn't realize that, so I'll I'll consider that one too. Yeah, I mean I'd be down for new. We've challenges done all well. the yeah, and, it, and hey look if I and if I don't pick a an indie book next week too, there you go. Yeah, just cause two and two. Then maybe we'll do the Superman special too. Because we we don't have a huge. The biggest problem again? is uh, is all those books Quantities. that we're looking at is they're long books. Yeah. Except for yeah. New Challengers is going to be a quick read. Yeah. Um, but the X Men Wedding Special, the all those one shots, Superman, uh, Superman special, the sheer the, amount of yeah. pages. So, we'll see. All right. Was it? Nothing good on indie? I'm not going to bother because we didn't circle anything. <coughs> Rat Queens. <coughs> Rat Queens would I, always be fun to read. But yeah, we haven't visited Rat Queens in a while. And I, I mean, that that was at the top of the list. But then it goes back to how many am I getting? Like, And can we uh, do, yeah. and given how our schedules are, can we get four people to read one copy that yeah. I have? Then you, you got to do one of your bestsellers, MLP. Mm. Friends of His Magic, number mm. 66. Meets, Aaron, meets Jason. tell us about the graphic novel before this goes any further down that route. <laughs> number 66. Well, this is Rogers. <coughs> That's on me. Yeah. Oh. So <clears throat> this week uh, we're reviewing Star Wars Screaming Citadel. If you were paying attention at the beginning of the podcast during the question and answer segment, um, written by Karen Gillan and. Was that also Jason Aaron? I guess so. Huh. Probably was story plotting or something. I think he wrote the Star Wars issue. Art by uh, okay yeah, Chichetto and Salvador LaRocca. Yeah. It's got uh, pretty good art. But, okay, so um, 
Doctor Afra is after uh, she has a she has an ancient Jedi crystal that she's trying to get unlocked. Makes a deal with this old ancient energy vampire queen uh, who lives in the Screaming Citadel on this planet with like zombie peasants surrounding <laughs> nice. the, the castle. True, true. Uh, and uh, basically, once a year, she she grants wishes and favors uh in return for strange exotic life forms kind of like uh the godfather on the day of his daughter's wedding hey yeah there you go <laughs> and uh <laughs> <laughs> right. so i don't know why that synapse just sparked afra afra decides because she wants something pretty valuable from her she offers her a tasty jedi uh, in <laughs> in exchange for unlocking this crystal, and we had we we reviewed issue one, um, and in this one you find out that this uh, you know this planet, the energy vampire, and all of her minions, and then even the peasants, they're being controlled by these parasites that you have, um, or at least amped by these parasites, mm-hmm. um, and the strongest the 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 strongest willed. Um, host for the parasite is the leader. Yeah, the ruler. And so you end up, you end up in the end with a king and a queen, and then there's this Jedi mind trick showdown. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) You know, look, if you like, if you like uh, mixing a horror story into the Star Wars universe, I think this book would be for you. Um, there are some plot holes and issues, mm-hmm. I think, with you know threads that shouldn't be pulled on uh, if, if you want to be frustrated. But I think if you like horror and you like Star Wars, um, this is this is pretty darn good. Second Star Wars event. Yeah, not as good as Vader down though. No way. <laughs> it probably would have been better if it was if it was scripted by one person. And yeah, not handled by two guys. Um, right. I think I've, I I'm pretty sure I've already known this, but I don't think I like Star Wars as much as other people. Mm. Or comics. <laughs> um, the story was good. It, it was you like the design of the the energy vampire queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the the thing she's about got, it, she's got kind of a uh, what's the what's the it clown Pennywise. Oh, Pennywise, yeah. She's yeah. got kind of a Pennywise there, thing going yeah, on. Yeah, there was that panel that was super cool and a little eerie to me. I really dug it. She's just being ominous and um, the Marco Chichetto art though. That, okay, so <laughs> well, my favorite part. Yeah, so I was gonna bring this up. Um, it suffers from my biggest pet peeve in comics, uh, where they have multiple artists, and one specific artist that I absolutely hate because when he draws Star Wars, and that's Salvador Larocca, because he photo he you know photoshops and traces over just there yeah. the stuff like this is off putting from this image you know and I get that it's super jarring right exactly. And it looks like it's cut and pasted in some parts. Because that's pretty much what he does uh, for the Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it when he, you know, pencils it out and things like that. But this is a just trace from, you know, film stills. Uh, and that bums me out because, you know, I was enjoying the story. And then when it changes the art, I'm like, okay, well, 
geez, you know, you kind of now I I would have loved for them to have just have because I think they cranked this out pretty quick. I would have yeah. loved for them to have just had Chichetto do it all the way through because yeah. Chichetto is a uh, is an underrated artist over at Marvel. So um, yeah, no, and he's good. He is. He's really and good. he works for the Star Wars universe yeah. in his own way. I mean, he works on anything because he's that good. He's done almost everything. Um, but the thing, one of the things that I remember standing out to me, because I didn't get the chance to read this whole thing and I was kind of bummed. Um, but one of the things that I remember standing out to me about this is Kieran Gillen created Dr. Afra, mm-hmm. and he writes her so well. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, this was one of those standout issues that really, like, at least the first chapter of this, where she's just dynamite through the whole thing. She's super witty and clever. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. She's the anti Han Solo, basically, or like the dark Female. side, yeah, the dark side Han Solo, or the the Imperial Han Solo, if you will. How Han is the Luke, she's the Vader. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but she's just—I don't know. There's a certain charm that Kieran Gillen writes in her, um, that's just totally awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great, great addition. It. It's a great addition and enhancement to the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it really does help that yeah. he created her too. Yeah, Doctor Aphra is like. The standout in this book, at least you know to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree with that. I do wish there was more of uh, was a BT8 and Triple Zero. Oh, I, no. I love those droids. The so killbots, yeah. yeah, murder droids. Yeah, yeah. so great. That, that's an and once again, that's another great addition that that her droids, um, yeah. uh, Gillen created in his Vader run. Yep. Yeah, those were those were things that he added into that. Once again, he created this anti like dark side version of. All these what other the characters. heroes have, yeah, right, right? I mean, it's not like it's it's not the first time that we've had kind of the evil twin thing go on, right. but it was once again, it's all in the execution. Done well, mm-hmm. right? He did it so brilliantly well. Like, oh, we're not gonna know. We can't murder these ones. You yeah. know, <laughs> we'll save it for later. Yeah, I hate the fleshies too, or the flesh bags, or whatever. Like the terms that Triple Zero and BT were mm-hmm. using it was like it was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, so yeah, this uh. This book's interesting because um, there aren't any consequences throughout the book because you know it's its own little story. It's Has it? Yeah. yeah, and it takes place in between like a major story arc. plot right. points within the Star Wars universe. So there's not a whole lot that they right. could do that could you know. No, this so, is de- well. It's definitely self-contained, and it would be if you just want a one-and-done story that. Yeah. You know, has these characters if you want to get an introduction to Afra, mm-hmm. um, the, the murder droids. And, and it, yeah, this would be, I mean, it'd be a perfect one to pick up. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, even at the end, they kind of leave it open. So there's yeah. a possibility that yeah. they might come back like to the it. parasite things. Yeah. yeah, so it could be interesting. Now, I don't I don't know what the queen is because I've never seen a species like her before in the universe. The closest thing I've seen is uh, one of the Night Sisters. You guys know what the Night Sisters yeah. are? So they live on uh, Dothamir, Dothamir, where yeah. uh, Darth Maul is from. And they're basically just witches the same, but um, I've never seen them disappear the way she was disappearing and the way that she intakes um, the spirits of the people. You know, I've never seen that either. So it's all new. It's interesting. Faping them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay for a, you know, for a self-contained story. Um, I'd, I'd give it a three and a half, and that's low for me because I love Star Wars. Yeah. It just didn't stand out. That's... That's the main thing here. I was, yeah, I was, I was thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind the art transitions mm-hmm. that much. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to, you know, light box and do all that. But to me, it's just it. I, I know it's it's less work than than doing everything by hand. But I still find it pleasing to the eye. You know. Yeah, um, I, I do too. See, that's the thing. But then <coughs> when you it's jump when, it's back when and this forth, stuff happens as well. Yeah, it's jumping back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. I, 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 and I'm not, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to say it's it's not a valid criticism. I would just say that I'm not affected by right, it. Right, I get because it. Because I, I, you know. I just wish it was um, split down the middle, you know, like the first half, this yeah. artist, yeah. second half. Sure, like, sure. Uh, like this one, uh, Superman right. and Batman by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis. I love how they split the artist the first yeah. half, and, go, and then it goes to yeah, Turner. So. I thought that was super cool. Um, but I'm 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 at a four for this book. That sounds about I'm right. really entertained. I've kept up um, on all the Star Wars. Do you know, who, who, do you know who did this Pretty art? Because this is good. Is I believe I like, that's I believe that's the artist. If, if, uh, if I have to see it, but if that's uh, the one I think you're talking about, this one. Yeah. I think that's who does his Dr. Afro book. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is the doctor. So, Andre- Andrea Brocardo. Yeah, I believe so. Brocardo. Okay, sweet. Brocardo. Uh, I would give this a three and a half. Uh, I enjoyed it enough. Uh, it's just, you know, the art. That's my main sure. thing. Jonathan. Sorry. Uh, from what I read, I liked it. Uh, my only complaint is it should be Chichetto all the way through. <laughs> yeah, it should. Because um, Chichetto, Chichetto needs to be... Chichetto is a top tier artist that doesn't do top tier books. It's the weirdest thing. Um, He's doing Old Man Hawkman right now too. I know. <laughs> you mean Hawkeye? Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh I man, that book's so good. Um, I and I don't understand why they don't put him on bigger. I think he's also like one of the big artists who he never sticks on a project for more than. A yeah, he does. He does miniseries and stuff like that. One of the first introductions I had to him was Greg. I think it was Greg Rucka's run on Punisher. Yep. It was a short he run. He does great Punisher. But oh my god, I was just like, who is this guy? That was my introduction to him, and then I started just hopping on whatever he was doing. So he did um, some Spider Man for a while. Killed yeah, it. he's jumped around. Yeah. I wish he would do something consistent on a on a big book because he he's quality. Um. But anyway, that that's a whole side note. Yeah. Um, three and a half. There you go. I, I actually read this one too, and uh, I, I read all the Star Wars books, and it, it's a solid story. Not as good as the main series, but it's still pretty good. What would you rate it? Probably three and a half. It's good, but not like th- I've read better Star Wars right, so far. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's one because we read the first issue, and I was, I mean, I, I, I would be curious to go back and listen to that episode and see what what I reviewed it because I would. I'd probably give it like a four and a half because I thought uh, yeah. the concept and everything with the first issue, how Afra was written, the murder droids, this energy vampire, all this stuff. Because I think the <laughs> so problems that <laughs> the problems that I ended up having with it came later on when there were it was like, oh well, I don't like how you did that. Uh, that was kind of weird, or you know, you're not taking whole, this into consideration. Like the resolution yeah. part of the story was like weak. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't as as hard hitting as the first issue. So, yeah. anyway, all right, good book, well, though. Let's do some trivia. Yeah. yeah. So let's I have. Some books this away. is a long show. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. It's a 100 episode. Hell yeah. yeah. So I have some Star Wars trivia for oh, all of you fine folks. All right, you ready? Darth Maul. Who shot first? Han. Han. 
Guido. Guido. <laughs> Guido? That's his name? Guido? I, I think it's Guido, Guido right? Guido. Right? Whatever. Guido. Guido. Well, Isn't Italian that like a, Yeah, male. it's an Italian. <laughs> Guido. <laughs> All right. He just said it with like a speech impediment, guys. He doesn't have his R's. That's fine. Got it. It's Guido. 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 All right. <laughs> Guido. So name, name as many, I want you to name five, at least five, but name as many different aliens or people that reside in Jabba's palace. In Jabba's palace. Dude, what Screw are you, you talking about? I can name five out of the universe, not out of Jabba's oh, palace. Go, just go ahead. Mandalorian? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> Does he reside uh, there, no. or is he just okay, contracted no. to be there? Roger, you there took my answer. No, he contracts there. Do you know that he's for a from, fact? Yes, he's from Mandalore. Do, doesn't he have an apartment in there? No, he has the Slave One. He could be in this is this That is, does not count. He's an alien race. This is getting too not human nerdy for me. Not cloned. All right, what, 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 five what are some have? of them? The what do you have, Tatooines? Man, I mean, like, anybody that is oh, uh, that is in Jabba's palace. Just uh, think of Return of the Jedi. Who is uh, in his palace? Uh, Leia. Uh, Leia. The, the, Leia and Chain. The, there you go. Maybe some Akbars. I don't know. Who? Uh, Han and Carbonite. There you go. <laughs> what about his little sidekick? The Rancor. I don't oh, know. The Rancor. Right. That thing. I forgot what the name is. That gremlin-looking thing? thing? Yeah, Salacious B. Crumb. Oh, that's his name? <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. Is that going to be your new hip-hop moniker? What, the lizard Ooh. guy. <laughs> the lizard guy? Yeah, he's like the lizard. The, the tall what, guy? He's like the lizard. What, what's the name of the blue chick that gets thrown into the Rancor pit? She's actually green. Is she green? Yeah, she's just oh. a Twi'lek. Oh, okay. That's her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, anyways. <laughs> We're the nerds, guys. Way, like, way over there. We're the nerds. Right. Well, Aaron's Mr. Star Wars, He is bro. the Star Wars ex- <laughs> encyclopedia. I mean, deep cut to the bone. Yeah. All right, I have Do a trick, trick question for you. Oh, God. Great. Who, who is the greatest Sith in the universe but or the Vader. galaxy? Vader. Luke. Vader. No, guys, it's Jar Jar Binks. He is oh Snoke. <laughs> I told uh, you it's a trick question. I'm going to freaking right. stab you this time <laughs> instead of Jar Jar. No, I'm just, I'm just having fun. All right, all right. <laughs> all right here's, here's a real Clearly. That's, that's two counts. Here's for a, a real trivia question. What was the original film title for episode six before it was later changed? Revenge of the Sith. Oh. Revenge of the Jedi. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Revenge, revenge of the Jedi. Revenge of the Sith I is play, episode yeah. three. It's episode three. Revenge yeah. of the Jedi, but Jedis don't commit revenge, they return. Exactly. So it's called Return of the Jedi. Good job. They made promotional posters for that. They did. Right? Yeah, they did. That's pretty It was something that they changed last minute. Okay. Here's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Why does any Anakin not like sand? <laughs> it gets in <laughs> It gets up his butt. I don't know. It gets sort of. Ev- all like the things he's building, right? All Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Man, see, it, what's funny is I, I kind of picked what I thought were easy questions. Yeah, dude. And they're just not. Yeah. Why does Anakin not like Santa? Are we talking about the prequel? Like, yeah. Like, he needs to yeah. Feel all emo Anakin. Yeah, there you go. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah, it's coarse. It's rough. It gets everywhere. Just yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, These questions, man. All right, all right. What is the reason why a Sith's lightsaber turns red? It bleeds because the crystal. Bleeds the crystal. Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. So now I have a listener question. It used to be synthetic crystals. Okay. Yeah. Until yeah. Until, until they changed, changed it. Changed it. it. Yeah. Before Disney we get to your listener question, uh, yeah. we're gonna go over uh, the the winners from last week. Okay. Um, we get a lot of responses. Oh, uh, we got nine. Okay. Uh, good enough. Okay, so the comics last week, which included Avengers, uh, Death or Glory, um, something else. Uh, DC, uh, something. DC Nation Zero. Nation, Nation Zero. Zero. Okay. 
Frank Candeloro. So nice, congrats, Frank. And I know, uh, yeah, I have been off my game for the last few weeks. Because you haven't been on the show. These, yeah. No I, I swear to God, I'm going to get them out. Hey, they're free. Someday. Yeah, no complaining. They're I free. have books waiting for me, too. Okay, so uh, Frank Candeloro, comics coming your way. Uh, the Trade, Five Fists of Science, which I still need to read. I feel so bad about that. But what? Heather. Yeah, and that book sounds super fun, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, no, we all congratulations the to the I winners from last week. right now. And if uh, if you would um, like to win the books that we reviewed this week, three pretty good comics, good yeah. graphic novel, um, and and have the answer to Aaron's question, or can Google it, send your response to contact at All Star. Snap! Is it a trick okay. question? Okay, so listener question: What is the rule of the Sith, and who created this rule? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's, that's Google. totally Google. Google. Well, there you go. Okay, that's Jeez, fine. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't ask as you long this as question. it's Google. <laughs> yeah, I know no, that I, one. I, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Well, it you is. Do. Yeah. I asked this because I thought it was fun because it is now canon. So. Okay, so if you know the answer to this question, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com, and uh, you can win. Yeah, some really good books. Yep. Good luck to everyone. Um, do we get any reviews? I checked. Uh, we didn't, but uh, I believe it was Sean Levesque that said that we may not be seeing the reviews because they may be from uh, different countries. But I don't think that takes into account, does it? Yeah, if you have an iTunes account. Oh. Set to so America. So maybe that's why we can't see the new reviews? So I'll, maybe I'll, look, I'll look into that. Yeah, please. So maybe we have so we could be a huge butt ton in of Japan. Yeah. yeah, a butt ton of reviews. Yeah, because I think but. we have like 22 written reviews, 34 like star reviews. Ratings. Uh, so ratings. for all you guys in Uzbekistan <laughs> who are... Is that a real place? <laughs> yes, <Okay>. actually. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't doesn't there's a lot right. of stands. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Make me second guess myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you guys. If you have been, we're going to try to figure out how to actually read those reviews yeah. and show you guys some love and appreciation. Uh, but if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Um, and if you want to go above and beyond, you can do, like I said at the beginning of the episode, go to patreon.com slash podcast. One dollar gets you the podcast episode uh, early the night that we record it, which is now Friday nights. Uh, if of instead of Monday nights, uh, or, or yeah, Maybe Mondays, morning. yeah, um, which we make available for your Monday morning commutes, people. Yeah, that's yeah. why we do it. Yeah. Monday morning. Um, $3 is going to get you the episode dumps. I don't like using that term. And then Batch. drops Batch. The, the episode drops, I guess you could say, <laughs> of Multiversity University. So you don't have to be a cheapskate and wait for one a week being attached yeah. at the end of each episode. Or you can so put if you want to binge it. more, yeah, even more perks for you. Mystery like me, box. yeah, I put in 10 bucks a month, so I get a free comic, free comic, so it's super cool. Mystery and boxes. you get everything stacked, so you get the episode yeah. early, yep, you get Multiversity University binge drops, yep. And you get a free comic. I'm so much better than you people that do not subscribe. <laughs> yeah. You should do the, with the monthly sales too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and like I just mentioned, Multiversity University, new episode will be at the end of this episode. Uh, Larry is just like killing it. Um, yeah, it's is. repeatedly like uh, routinely one of the most enjoyed segments on the show, more so than ours. We could probably just stop 
recording ours and just put out Larry each week. I love, yeah, yeah, I love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, um, I, I get, I get scold. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I wish um, there, Larry did a Star Wars segment. <laughs> then I'd get probably scolded. could. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> But, uh, guys, uh, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, like Horizon Comics on Facebook, follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything, Johnny. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny 2 x 4 and my podcast along with Kayla. We love you. This, we- this Monday, uh, we're doing Moxie, which is honestly like a really punk rock type of book, uh, young adult novels. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Aaron. Um, you can follow me if you want to. Instagram, A underscore Ron underscore Punch. Um, I don't post a whole lot, but I drum. And and that's fun to watch. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So. And if and you need drum lessons. Hit him up. Hit me hit up. Him up. <laughs> he knows how to play people. He's not. I, I used to work with him. <laughs> so. Jonathan, Matt, Johnny, thank you for 100 episodes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Aaron and and all the other guests that have been a part of this, and all you listeners out there for making um, episodes uh, with uh, us. Everybody makes it worth it. Yeah, I mean, you all do. You all play a, a part in this. We love having you guys on. We love hearing from you with the emails. We love you know um, interacting with you. So here's to a hundred more. Indeed. Yeah. Matt's the Hydra Five Five. I'm at Saint Jonathan. You guys have a great week. Thank you for a hundred episodes. Like Roger said, hundred more. Bye. Easy. Guys, have a great week. Later. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. And tonight, we will be talking about the year 1944. Now, not as much happened in 1944 as some of the earlier years, but again, uh, there are some things that happened that are of interest to modern comic readers. Uh, One of the things that happened in 1944, and I already mentioned this on uh, one of our 1943 episodes, is that Miss America gets her own title after only having two appearances in Marvel Mystery Comics. So Miss America number one comes out in 1944. However, this was kind of a strange comic. The The comic book itself, there was nothing strange about that. What was strange about it was that there was only one issue of the Miss America comic book. Because beginning with issue number two, it actually became a magazine. Now, it still had a Miss America comic story in it, but it also had articles on uh, such things as... Um, uh, it might have recipes or it might have dating advice or something like that. It basically turned into kind of a teen girl magazine with a comic strip that appeared in it called Miss America. But most of the articles themselves had nothing to do with Miss America whatsoever. Now, in addition to that comic book, there were some character debuts that happened in 1944 with characters that we still have with us today. Uh, For example, uh, the character of Giganta first appeared in 1944 in Wonder Woman number nine. Also, the Psycho Pirate uh, first appeared in All-Star Comics number 23 and Solomon Grundy made his first appearance in All-American Comics number 61. Now, of all those characters who made their debuts in 1944, probably the most important would be the first appearance of Mr. Mixias Pidlik. And he first appeared in Superman number 30. However, he actually appeared first in the Superman comic strip, not in the Superman comic book. Now, this wasn't a case where the comic book borrowed from the comic strip. What actually happened is that 
Mr. Mixias Pitalik was supposed to have appeared in the comic book first, um, but because of some delays in getting the comic book out, he actually ended up appearing in the comic strip first because the comic book uh, came out later than, than it was originally supposed to. Now, Mr. Mixios Pitalik uh, was based on a comic strip character uh, it, that appeared in the comic strip Al Cap. And this character's name was Joe, and I'm just going to spell the last name. It's uh, B-T-F-S-P-L-K-F. Now, there's really no way to pronounce that. The actual writer of the comic strip said that the way that it was pronounced was so um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but nonetheless, that's what it was. But that was what inspired Mr. Mixia's Pitalik, because this character in Al Cap was someone, he he didn't do magic or anything like that, but what happened is that he was this character who walked around with a dark cloud over his head all the time, and anyone he came in contact with had something happen to them. Something, well, I guess we could call it tragic, but it was, uh, it was humorously tragic uh, would happen to them. So, um, so they came up with the idea of having this character Mixias Pitalik in the Superman comics uh, who would be the one actually causing the things to happen deliberately rather than just accidentally like the character in the comic strip Al Cap did. Now, another thing that happened in 1944 was that we got another superhero movie. Um, and this was the first timely character to get a superhero movie. And, of course, as you might expect, since he was by far Timely's most popular character, it was a Captain America movie. The thing that was odd about the Captain America movie, though, was that they made absolutely no attempt to have a story or even have the character be anything like the Captain America comic. The only thing that the movie and the comic book had in common was that the name of the hero was Captain America and he wore a costume that looked like the Captain America in the comic book. However, uh, he didn't have a shield. Uh, so that part was missing. Um, he was not Steve Rogers. He was a man named Grant Gardner. And he was not in the army. He was a district attorney. Basically, he was a district attorney who tried to put criminals away in court during the day and then went out and fought them at night. He had not taken any kind of super soldier serum or anything like that. He had no powers at all. Um, and basically he used a gun so he used a fist and he's fist and a gun to fight crime at night an interesting thing about the character uh who was played by an actor named dick purcell is that dick purcell was not exactly in the greatest physical condition uh basically uh he was a guy with a beer belly and so if you ever watch this serial you're gonna see a rather uh uh chubby Captain America, a guy who looks like he's been spending a little bit more time uh, throwing back a few at the local bar rather than actually working out and getting in shape to fight criminals. Um, and in fact, in, in a kind of a, I don't know, humorously tragic note, I guess you could say, um, Dick Purcell, the actor who played Captain America, actually died of a heart attack a few weeks after filming the serial, and he was only 35 years old. And his doctor actually believed that it was the physical strain of filming the Captain America serial that ended up causing his heart attack because of the fact that he was in such poor physical condition. One of the interesting things, though, about that movie is that it introduced a, uh, 
a female sidekick to Captain America, uh, Gail Richards. She was actually the secretary for the district attorney, Grant Gardner, but she actually ended up playing an important part in the story itself and actually ended up um, killing uh, some of the criminals, shooting them, uh, that Captain America was fighting and got in a few uh, physical scrapes herself, in which she um, kicked a little criminal butt. So this was our first really kind of powerful female character that appeared in a superhero movie. Another interesting thing, of course, about it is that this would be the last timely slash Marvel character that would appear in a superhero movie until 1986. And strangely enough, the next superhero movie featuring a Marvel character would be Howard the Duck. So uh, a long ways from Captain America. But um, but nonetheless, it's uh, Captain America's serial is kind of a, an interesting one, which you, by the way, can see on YouTube if you're ever interested in watching it. Now, probably one of the most significant things that happened in 1944 is that Max Gaines created a new comic book company. He created a comic book company called Entertaining Comics, or as we know it today, EC. Now, um, remember that Max Gaines had actually uh, started All-American Comics by basically being financed by Harry Donenfeld and National Comics, or what we would call DC. And All-American, in many ways, really functioned as a just another arm of DC, even though they were separate companies. But in 1944, Max Gaines stopped putting a DC logo on the outside of All-American Comics and then formed completely on his own, this other company called EC, Entertaining Comics, which at that time only had one comic book title. It was called Picture Stories from the Bible. Uh, so again, a little bit different from the EC that we're going to see in the 1950s. But um, it seems like at this point, Max Gaines wanted to get out of the superhero business and basically did this as a way to sort of uh, force DC's hand and get them to essentially buy him out and get the complete rights to the characters that had actually been created originally as part of All-American Comics. And of course, that will really uh, play out over the next couple of years. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you will join us next time as we talk about the final year of the true golden age, 1945.